It's Friday, you bastard. Way down south, where the mugwumps go to hang from trees and play banjo. You got some who own a station on newfangled radio. Now as North Carolina goes, Raleigh's a big city, you know. And that's where the Beasleys had to go for Jolly Riley Joe. Oh! A new GM, he'll do what he can. Shake your hand like a friend, then quickly walk away. They had Joe go to 560 with ratings in the toilet bowl to get those flaming sportfomos in order and control. And then so... Jolly Raleigh Joe, a buckular and in the know, he lets Mo go, and here's what blows, gives Geldy his own show. Ah! He'll make a big change, and rearrange, ah! it's worse or the same, he hasn't done a thing, for what goes on the air at two, Joe don't have a stinking clue about a poor, not that essentially blows, sport all radio. The GM of 560, Jolly Raleigh Joe. I tell you one thing, we know what's going to be on at two today. Rock solid. That's it, the big O from the NBA Finals in Dallas, baby, where the Heat got their ass handed to him on a plate last night. Or was it 90 to 80 was the final score? Was close, I noticed, uh, with the. Uh, I mean, they didn't get whipped or anything, but they, you know, they got... Well, the final score, though, well, it doesn't make any difference whether you lose by one or by 60. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Put it in the loss column. That's what I'm trying to tell you. With or without... I don't pay any attention to it, so it's not like I'm gloating because the Heat... I just wish they'd get it over with already, you know? Maybe the Heat can win the next four in a row. Get it over already. My God. I'm looking at the schedule today. We have Geldy at the NBA Finals. we got the big O, who is rock solid the NBA Finals. Mad Dogs at Bonefish Max at Forward, but I, I know what he's going to be talking about. And then at 7 o'clock, we got, this is unconscionable, Eric Reed and Tony Fiorentino. And guess where they're going to be doing a show from? I give up. Josh. The AAA? The NBA Finals. Oh, that's right. What am I thinking? Dallas. And then, of course, the Marlin game. Well, you know, those Marlins have got some nerve peeing on our parade. they got some stinking nerve. We want 20, 24-7, nonstop. That's why we're bad. We, like, uh, come right in the middle of the day and interfere with everybody's uh, enjoyment. Marlins at San Diego tonight. Marlin pregame at 9.30, the game at 10.05. So that's it here on All Shack Radio. Me, Shack, to bed we go. Here's a fact. very depressing. Uh, I guess Bob Weaver's in pretty bad shape. says, I thought you'd find this interesting since you also like Weaver the weatherman. Yes, I do. He's a great guy. In the late 50s, I was watching the news with my parents. I was 10. When it went to commercial break, when they came back on the air, Weaver and Ralph Rennick were both disheveled and panting. The screen went blank, and then to the test pattern, when they came back, they explained that Weaver had looked up and seen a man with a gun standing behind a curtain behind Mr. Rennick. Weaver tackled the man. They wrestled the gun from uh, away from him. It was in the Miami Times, I believe, the next day. He was credited with saving Mr. Rennick's life. How do you like that? Good night. May the good news be yours. I'm sure most people didn't know this since it was a long time ago. Thanks a lot, Al. I'd never heard of that before, did you? Oh, no. That reminds me of that Jerry Williams story, although nobody, you know, saved his life except for the fact I guess the smart thing he did is he told those guys it was a radio station. They got panicky. And it's a good thing he told them just before they came into that door when I was... See, you think you're, like, locked in there? Well, you are, and you have nowhere to go. But, I mean, in that place, yeah. you had no place to go. There was just no way out. And so uh, that was that story. Anyway, Jerry Williams is still dead, and Ralph Rennick is dead. So. 
I guess it was only a temporary reprieve, but that's the way life is, Al, you know. Sooner or later, all of these things happen. All of these horrendous things. Okay, now, I want to, uh, in fact, uh, this is much too long to read on the air, even for me, even if I got really newsy today. It's too long to read on the air, but we're going to have this story on our website tomorrow. I'm sure Josh will have it on there bright and early. Yes. <laughs> you notice the, the quick response and the absolutely adamant conviction with which he said that? Well, maybe you can put them on today because you got them all for tomorrow anyway. Now, I probably, much. they're all done already? Pretty much. Hey, I don't monkey around, Mr. Okay. I don't mess around. You've got enough stories tomorrow to, to make an encyclopedia. Forget about a freaking newspaper. More than last night? Why, were there too many? I'm not there were saying a lot. I don't know. I look, just, there, just do there the best never you can. Be that's all. Your efforts are appreciated, and uh, that's all I can tell you. Just do whatever you want. As opposed to Eric, who's been spending all his spare time at the Parliament House in Orlando again. No, he's, I don't know what he's got going on on the side, but he's, uh, he's out of the house all day, and I keep faxing him the poll. I even faxed him today's poll during the show yesterday before we left. Wow. And then I kept faxing. See, I, I figure if I fax it enough, it's like a message, you know, if there's a sense of urgency, like get off your well, fax. Like and a put bell goes over. off or something like huh? that? Look, he uses fax software. I, I understand that. I know that. But I'm okay. sure that he does check it from time to time, you know, especially since it's part of what we do every day, you know, these stupid polls. Part of what we do every day. So when you do what you do do, you know, uh-huh. you figure that he is uh, checking it. But he, I guess he was out again. He's busy at the Parliament House. With He's his, got uh, something on the side. Evidently. But a, anyway, a tomorrow, would you just stop for a minute? It's Evelyn Pringle, and you can't eat only one. The article is, How Bush Rigged the Ohio Election the No Factor. And it's not Kenny No from Calder, by the way. Can I just read that? It's, it's just would go on. It would take us till midnight to read the whole thing, but it's just... See, the, the MSM, the so-called mainstream media, they don't want to touch any of this because, God forbid, you know, plus they're already bought and paid for anyhow. They sold right. out a long time ago. By late afternoon, November 2nd, 2004, nationally, all the exit polls showed John Kerry winning with 50.8% of the votes in Ohio and showed George W. Bush with 48.2%, meaning Kerry had a 2.6% lead over Bush. But when the vote counts came in at the end of Election Day, Bush had 50.9% of the votes and Kerry had 48.1%, meaning Bush received 2.8% more votes than Kerry. According to Dr. Ron Bayman, Ph.D. from the Institute of Government and Public Affairs at the University of Illinois in Chicago, who has 16 years' experience teaching statistics to both graduate and undergraduate college students, there would be a, about a one chance in 900,000 of that kind of statistical error occurring. Ohio was the most important state to Bush. He couldn't win without it. He spent so much time in the state that people get, began to wonder whether he left a forwarding address in Ohio. At his last campaign rally in the state, a mere four days before the election, Bush bestowed special praise on a husband and wife team who, in hindsight, were more helpful to Bush than any other politicians in Ohio as far as rigging the election. I want to thank my friends Bernadette Noe and Tom Noe, Bush told the audience at the Toledo rally for their leadership in Lucas County. It goes on about all the inappropriate and illegal things they did and about Bob Taft. And all that. It just goes on and on. Read it. Read it and weep. And the mainstream media, of course, doesn't want to tell us any of these things because they're too busy about uh, Al Zarqawi and Al Jolson and Al uh, Kelly and Al uh, Goldstein, all of this, Al Rosen, Al Solomon. I had an uncle, Al Solomon. He had a paint store on Joseph Avenue in Rochester. Any yeah. any interest? How do you do with that? I had an uh, uncle, Joe Solomon, too. I, maybe I'm getting him confused. One of them had, like, I think a dry cleaner, and the other one had a paint store. Uh-huh. Al Solomon. All his relatives are dead now. Jeez. Anyway, here's the poll from yesterday. Which of these issues do you care about the most? 1,435 votes. I don't know if I'll make the 1,000 today because we didn't get that poll up there till about 10.30 last night. Don't blame me, by the way. Blame your buddy there from the Parliament House. In fact, I understand he's taken the smoking parliaments now. <laughs> now. Let's start doing cigarette spots. Let's do it. Why the hell not? And booze. Uh-huh. 
I just don't get it. If you can put beer spots on here, why can't we put hard liquor on? I give up. I always said, if you like her, liquor. I will. Which of these issues do you care about most? That doesn't need any response. The war in Iraq, 363. The economy, 339. It's the economy, stupid. Uh-huh. You know what we left off of here? I give up. Would have kicked ass. Rhymes with ass. Gas. That's it. The price of gas. Uh-huh. Don't say gas too loud, though. Joyce will freak out. Ah, 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 ah. I recognize that sound. It was a snake. Yeah. That's why I've seen some of those. <laughs> Education, 191. Oh, yeah. Freedom of speech, 186. Oh, my God. Freedom of speech. Look at the way we spell speech. Speech? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I looked at that, and for a second I thought, well, I guess maybe that's right. I don't know. It goes to show you the power of our poll, man. Nothing like having a powerful poll. Freedom of speech, 186. Legalizing pot, 124. Now we're talking, man. Grow up already, you silly Americans. God. Illegal immigration, 105. Lou, Lou Dobbs would be very distressed to see that only 7.3% of you are into that. He'd be PO'd. Yeah. Probably drop a big bomb on Mexico just, just out of frustration. I hate this poll, only 50, as compared to today where we got, look at that. Look how many we got hate the poll today. And it's because they, they suffer from uh, their EC problem. You know what EC stands for? No. Emotional cripples. I see. They can't handle the truth. Anyway, uh, only 50 hated yesterday's poll. The survival of QAM, 28. Gay marriage, 21. 1.4%. Every single poll taken nationally, internationally, uh, in backyards, over the uh, hill, up uh, grandma's house, it's about 1%, give or take. Maso menos. Nobody cares. Abor- and why the hell should they? What, what has it got to do with the price of peanuts, whether Joe and Jack are getting married or Mary and, uh, and Ann Coulter, Ann Coulter and Fred Phelps? Abortion rights, 18, and fag, flag burning, only 10. Although they're going to start up with that again. Bill mm-hmm. Fist, he's got his fist in that again. Flag burning. All the same old tired issues, just like beating a dead horse, man. Flagellating away. It's really pathetic. Just tragic. So anyway, that's uh, yesterday's poll for you. Today's poll, I like a lot. I think it's one of the most... Oh, uh, yeah. You see, there you go. I wonder if Josh likes it. It's telling. It's good. Yeah, it is good. And, and we got probably the higher percentage, 16% of the audience, I hate this poll. You better grow up, folks. You better start facing reality, man. You know, the people on the Titanic don't, be need, to, don't need to be told, oh, don't worry, you're just a panic man. You know, that, that's not what they needed to be told, okay? That wasn't helpful to them. You're not being helpful by saying, I hate this poll. You ought to relish it. You ought to, like, analyze it. And, although, actually, the responses, though, are most of them pretty uh, on target, I would say. As a matter of fact, I wonder if the one on the bottom still has got, yeah, when Greg Reed left, <laughs> it's still got, we got over 500 votes, and uh, Greg Reed still got none when he left. No. They realized that he's the one that broke the egg into a million pieces, and now these other poor bastards are trying desperately. Oh, well, we got a plan. Uh, nobody wants to go along with our plan, but we got a plan. Now, is Dave Johnson going to be called at 11 or what? Yes, he is. You spoke to Dave? Yes, I did. Got that Belmont. I just, I don't know anything about it. I just, I don't know. I, so I, I made my picks. I did pick Bernardini to be their uh, top two in the uh, Preakness. Not too many people. I, and nobody called and thanked me for that either. It would have been very easy to hook him up with a couple of the favorites and uh, had nice, uh, good prices on there. With poor Bar- Barbaro, like, uh, you know, limping uh, along and standing there in the middle of the stretch while other horses were around the far turn. At any rate, 1013 at 560 WQAM. If you love boating and you want to get out there in the water, you can go out and buy a boat. It'll cost you a, a, a small fortune. And then... That's only the beginning of your headaches, because then you got all the maintenance things. Forget about that. Want to enjoy the water? Call Club Nautical at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why pay the expenses of owning a boat when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Join the club at Club Nautical. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed at just how easy and convenient they make it all for you. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, no hurricane preparation. Basically, they take the headaches out of enjoying boating. 
When you have a boat from Club Nautical, it's totally stress-free, and they make it affordable for you, too. So call 1-800-BOAT-RENT, and all summer long and all year long, get out there in the water and have a great time. No getting the boat ready because Club Nautical does it for you. No cleaning up either because at Club Nautical, you just hop on your boat, go have a fantastic time, and when you're done pulling to the dock, get off and run away. Say, there you go, you take care of it. It's that easy, and they'll, they'll do it. Club Nautical, call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. From unlimited, uh, let me say it again, from unlimited boating to pay as you go, from small boats to yacht charters and everything in between. All of these things. It's Club Nautical. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautical tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today the hassle-free, the inexpensive way with Club Nautical. Make that call. Tell them that muff told you to call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Who's going to give Ricky a blow? Well, I don't know much about her. I don't know why she ain't the politician that people like. All I know is when she's up there and making a speech, no one puts foot in mouth faster than Hillary. I'm saying Hillary is everything alright. Somehow your message don't come out right. <laughs> You bitch, you slut, you whore. Don't talk about Ann Coulter that way. 1018 at 560 WQAM. Happy Friday to you. George will be on vacation next week, although... Yeah. I thought your vacation started at 2 o'clock today. Little did I know until I just got this uh, thing. Yeah, well, you know, I can't afford the option. Join the QM Street team today from 3 to 5 p.m. and tomorrow with little George from noon to 2 at the Marooni Used Car Sales event going on at Dolphin Stadium, formerly known as PP Park. I'll be doing a sock puppet show. Stop by to win prizes and check out the My Display booth from the uh, upset, from Pub Set. The My, Dis- the My Display booth from Pub Set. You got that? I what got is it. that? I have no idea, but I'll no, see you when I get find there. out tomorrow, yeah. I guess. Three to five today at the stadium, and noon to two with George, little George tomorrow. Maybe the guy with the eyes can stop by and see it. Oh, yeah. Right. Tell you about his uh, great day, his salad days on the Munsters. <laughs> oh yeah, come in, John Kerry, man, on the Munsters. And maybe the guy with a fanny pack can stop by, and maybe even uh, your buddy <laughs> can stop by and kind of find a corner to stand off and cry while you don't pay any attention to him. I'll bring some bass. You're not paying it. Maybe they can bling a uh, bling a uh, Brian uh, Brian Mike out there. You can play some jingles. You know, from the like show in Des Moines, Iowa. No, yeah. I can't. I can only ask. You can only pray that all your good buddies will show up, and then we'll find out if we still got anybody out there. Oh, there's the thing with Tom Delay uh, walking. They all walked out. Baby, no surrender. Yeah, Democrats walked out and made a lot of hissing noises, like "Ah, you jackass, crook, crook." Five hundred thirty-two votes on the poll today. And I don't care what anybody says. I, George likes it. Josh likes it. I love it. I think it's one of my fine pieces of work. Although, quite frankly, maybe they'll cancel that meeting with Norma today because they don't like the tone of the poll. I know if Greg were there, he would do that. They don't like the tone of Neil's poll today. Well, you know what? Too bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, we finally got one. Greg finally voted. Things started going bad when Greg left. He finally got a vote. Anyway, the poll question today is, things started going in the toilet at QAM. Uh, when... See, I just have a little residual phlegm in there, okay, for those who are wondering. Just a little bit. Just a tad. But generally speaking, I got this thing licked. I think it's a Leviquin. Do okay. you think that's what did or is it just a coincidence? Yeah, let's say that's See, what it is. Well, I'm going to finish. I'm not going to stop taking it until I'm done, until I take about like 10 days. Okay. I don't know. I got enough. Plus, they expired last month anyway, so I might as well use them. 
Things started going in the toilet at QAM when Joe Rose left, 98, and Stern came on, 87. Now, you see, both of those are like simultaneous. That's back when, when they were screwing over Joe and lying to him, and Greg Reed kept setting up in all these meetings with Joe to discuss, uh, the, you know, in fact, didn't Joe allegedly, he worked without a contract there when he came back. After right. that, you know, takes a guy with a big head like Joe uh, to, to get screwed over the first time and treated like crap. And then, oh, we need you badly, Joe. Come on, we'd like to put you on 8 to 10. We'll put on Mo from, like, uh, 5 to 8, and then we'll put you on from 8 to 10. We'll put Mo on there in, the, you know, in contravention with his contract so that we have to extend it because the lawyer is threatening to sue. And then we'll put uh, Joe on 8 to 10. And, you know, the amazing part of that is is that it worked out just great. Even the Mo Meister early in the morning, do, 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 do. people were groggy enough. They didn't recognize the voice. And they thought, that's okay. He did all right. And Joe did swimmingly well from 8 to 10. And then we kicked ass at that point, and then let's see, we had Mad Dog was still on at 2, and Hank was on at 4, and we were kicking ass, man. We had one big happy family. But then they were intrigued. Greg and the Beasleys, obviously, and Joyce were intrigued by the idea of putting Howard Stern on the air and putting Duff up in a control room with those headsets on and 75 dump buttons and taking the Howard Stern show and drilling it with holes like a piece of Swiss cheese, dumping and dumping and thumping and bumping and dumping. That worked out well, didn't it? Oh, yeah. We get our license renewed yet? No. I just asked. What? <laughs> Joe Rose left 98. Stern came on 90. So you put those two together, and I think the audience actually has their finger deep inside of it. I hate this poll 85, 15.7%. You know what? We don't really care. I, I couldn't give a damn less. If 90% said they hate this poll, this one's for us. You know that old deal about this Not one's right. for you? This mm. one's for us. Scott Farrell was fired 60. 60 people said that. I think they got that one backward. Mo was let go 40 when Mo was let go. That's when we started going in the turlet. They went all sports 33. Now, that was before we actually, long before we even, uh, that's like 10, what, 10, 11 years ago? Right. That was the beginning of the end. And still. And that's what I voted. Scott Farrell was hired 27. I would think that had a lot more votes if they really knew what was going on than the other way around, but they don't. Yeah, they like that sound. They got a big package, the big rack. Yeah. Hank went to Mornings 25. Oh, that was a bad mistake. Stern was taken off 25. Clarence became the PD 16. If the people had any idea of the inner workings, that would have a lot more votes, but they don't. Plus, I think Robert Griefer probably erased about 100 of those votes. When Neil came on, 11, yeah, that was the beginning of the end. Like Greg Reed once said to me as we were walking down the hall from the tea room, before you came here, we had no ratings, Neil. And, of course, that's true. I messed with their sports format, and I interfered with all their one and two shares. When Joe Bell became GM 10, and, of course, those 11 votes, probably most of them from inside the building, like you told me about all the uh, sports types, you know. That fag's coming over here. He's going to kill us. Yeah, yeah, they did really well when they had, like, Christina Moore and Joe Zagacki on a midday. And they had those, sure nice, they comfortable, those, days. those one and two shares. Although even then, I don't think the sports segments had quite the uh, deathly numbers that we in- enjoy now. Joe Bell, when he became GM10, when the ticket came on here, only nine. So evidently the audience doesn't perceive that the ticket is, uh, was the ticket to our demise. When Scruan got canned, seven. When Scruan went to the can. When Chris Moron left one, and I'm sure that's probably uh, Boog voted for that. And when Greg Reed left one, I know that's Greg. I can see, I can tell by the squiggle under the vote, the Greg Reed squiggle out of 559. I think we got a chance at 1,000. It's only 1024. We're sure just we getting the ball rolling today, right? By the way, Eric says he had that thing up there by 815. You're full of... Oh, I see. Uh, that's not what well, I said. That, that's possible, but right. it's not like I'm going to come in here every uh, half hour and check to see if he's got it up there, you know? So there. Keep, what? So there. Yeah, your mama. How do you like that, Eric? Your mama. Back at you. Yeah, Eric's just fine. He does a good, fine job. I'm just not going to keep coming in here and looking and looking and looking and waiting and pl- uh, clicking that switch thing. You know, swish, swish, swish. I can only swish so much, even me. 
Don't forget we got the big O. Rock solid. At the NBA Finals in Dallas this afternoon at 2. I'm sure that everybody's on the edge of their seat waiting for it to explode. Of course, when your head is that big, probably will explode one of these days, unless he puts that icy hot sleeve on his head. Mad Dog at the Bonefish Max 4-7. to seven. I'm sure he'll be very intensive. Then we got uh, 7 to 9.30. This is a hoot. Eric Reed and Tony Fiorentini. Yeah, actually, the whole radio station has been taken over by the uh, the basketball crowd. All the uh, basketball writers and the sports nerds, they've taken over now. Of course, what's going to happen between the last game of the NBA Finals and uh, football season? Please don't tell me that Marlins you know, are going to make this great resurgence. Anybody's going to start giving a crap about the Marlins? Anybody care about the Marlins? No. Oh. So what do we do between, uh, you know, in fact, even I would say this year, based on the rumblings I got picked up, even on April 15 or thereabouts, whatever the exact date was, that Saturday for the NFL draft, unlike the usual hoopla, uh, I don't I don't perceive that it was uh, what it usually was. Am I wrong about that, Josh? No. It was a shadow of what we usually use. So, and, of course, that's because who cares about, you know, in April about the NFL? And who cares about the Dolphins anyway when they got Danny Culpepper's bad knee? And uh, everybody, and, of course, no Ricky. Ricky's here with the Argos, so they know that they're going to really have another horrendous year. At best... At best, they could go 8-8 eight and eight with some luck, you know, with a miracle. 8-8, eight and eight, at best. Wouldn't you agree with that? I'd say 8-8 eight and eight sounds about right. Yeah. I, I'm saying with a little bit of luck. They also got a chance to go, I would say, like maybe 5-11, and 6-10. 26 pass. <laughs> that is so bad. It's so cruel. But it's true. I'm still pissed off about Adam Benatieri, man. I don't know what the hell they were thinking about. Well, they just don't want to hog the whole thing, you know. They won three Super Bowls in the last few years now. Yeah, you guys are just trying to make it fair. That That's right. We're trying to level the playing field. There's another one of those great sports sports uh, cliches. Let's level the playing field. Kind of like what we're doing here at uh, QAM, man. We leveled the playing field on the sports radio. We took that two-share and divided it right down the middle. One for us and one for them. <laughs> oh, That's fair. Make it more level than that, yeah. 27 after 10 at QM, if you're a cigar smoker and like to kick back with a good fat stogie, man, a good premium brand, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Borhani, I guarantee, is for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker specializing in small-batch, hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, the flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Aficionado's Cigar Insider and a 9.1 rating by prestigious Schmoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. It sounds like a smorgasbord. Also, be sure to try the Bahia de Sayo, the hottest-released cigar in the last 10 months. It gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Aficionado Cigar Insider. The de Sayo is a powerful cigar. Man, it'll tear your cheeks out and your tongue as well. With complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper, the finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and a note of charred wood. If you want to save yourself 40% off the price on all your Bahia cigars, when you call to order, just tell them that Neil Rogers told you to call and knock 40% off. You'll save almost half. Call them toll-free, 1-800-35-BAHIA, and then light up a big fat one. 1-800-35-BAHIA. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Like nothing you've seen before. <laughs> Excuse me, esteemed father. What is it, my child? I have something I must tell you. What is it, my daughter? Oh, father, I am afraid to tell you. Afraid to tell me, your own father? <laughs> I fear I will bring shame upon our family. <laughs> Nonsense. I am your father. I love you very much. You must tell me what is wrong. You promise you will still love me? Of course, my sweet child. A father's love is not erased by a simple misdeed. Very well. I am... Oh, I am pregnant. <laughs> oh, 
I see. Do, do you still love me, Father? Of course I do. But since you're pregnant and not married... Yes, Father? I'm afraid I must drag you down to the town square and, with the help of my friends and neighbors, stone you to death. <laughs> my daughter, it is written that this is the punishment for what you have done. Could you check again, Father? <laughs> that I should only be grounded. No, grounding does not work. I must have you stoned. It's the first so far that focuses on a fundamentalist Middle Eastern family. May I speak with you, my esteemed husband? What is it, my wife? Oh, I have something to tell you. I am listening. I am having an affair. Right. Where are you going? Oh, out to the backyard to collect some stones. Oh, do you mean... Yes, I must drag you to the town square, where you will, of course, be stoned to death. You'll be mesmerized if you follow the lives of the Ahmed family and how they deal with the many problems that plague them. May I speak with you, my esteemed father? Yes, my son. <laughs> father, last night I used illegal drugs. Well, what do you know? You are one lucky boy. Oh, why is that, father? You are going to get stoned two nights in a row. <laughs> you won't have a miss. The Guiding Shiite. The Guiding Shiite is shot on location in Baghdad, Iraq. <laughs> it's in the Baghdad. And, of course, now that Al-Zarqawi is dead, uh, everything is just fine now. Not. At least five bombs, most of them packed in vehicles, detonated in and around Baghdad yesterday, killing at least 40 people, injuring dozens. In the latest attack, a parked car exploded at the outdoor Amin market in the capital, killing at least ten there, wounding ten others. It was the second car bomb in the same area. The first one killed five, injured more than a dozen. Earlier, a car bomb in northern Baghdad killed six people, injured fifteen. Two bombs also hit a market and a police patrol in separate morning attacks in Baghdad, killing at least nineteen, wounding more than forty. So it's just uh, violence and mayhem. And by the way, oh, you know something? Speaking of Al Zarqawi. And nice yeah. that they were able to, like, uh, wash the blood off. And, and he was still alive. They uh, had him on a stretcher there, and they carried him out. And he, they, he mumbled some last words, which I think were... I'm dying over here. There's an article that appeared on the MSNBC website. I, got, I just printed out a thing about beheading, which I'll get to in a second, because they made such a big deal about, he was one of the worst butchers, and he beheaded Nicholas Berg. And, yeah, right. Well, of course, our good buddies, the Saudis, they do a lot of beheadings, and we don't say a word about that. Remember in Fahrenheit 9-11, the scene there in Chop Chop Square? That's right. Where you, you actually see, and luckily it was from a pretty good distance, so it wasn't quite as... It, it was still pretty grotesque. They, they don't do it with one whack either, you know. No, well, I, sometimes, you know, if you have a rusty knife. Right. Or if somebody's got a, somebody's got a thick neck, you know, like... Uh, oh. Oh, yeah, you've seen some thick necks. So many, right? right around the building oh, yeah. here, yeah. But anyway, this article appeared on the MSNBC website March 2nd, 2004. It says, with Tuesday, by Jim Mikulashevsky, who's their Pentagon correspondent, with Tuesday's attacks, Abu Musab Zarqawi, a Jordanian militant with ties to al-Qaeda, is now blamed for more than 700 terrorist killings in Iraq. But NBC News learned that long before the war, the Bush administration had several chances to wipe out his terrorist operation and perhaps kill Zarqawi himself, but never pulled the trigger. In June 2002, U.S. officials say intelligence revealed that Zarqawi and members of al-Qaeda had set up a weapons lab at Kerma in northern Iraq, producing deadly ricin and cyanide. But uh, they decided not to uh, pull the trigger, as it says here. The Pentagon quickly drafted plans to attack the camp with cruise missiles and airstrikes sent to the White House, where, according to U.S. government sources, the plan was debated to death in the National Security Council. For four months later, intelligence showed Zarqawi was planning to use ricin and terrorist attacks in Europe. The Pentagon drew up a second strike plan, and the White House again killed it. 
Instead of killing him, they killed the plan. I just mentioned that in passing. That was uh, almost four years four years ago. Oh, uh, now this look, this business about googling priest accused. I mean, these stories are fine, and I'll put them in my pile. But Jesus, you know, it's like like it's some kind of a uh, challenge, you know, to find uh, pervert right. and molesting no. priests. Boy, it's like a hobby for this faxer. Anyway, getting back to the beheading business. Here's a little historical background, and probably as means of introduction, we should play. Oh my God! It's a severed head. Yeah, severed headed. Beheading with a sword or axe goes back a very long way in history because, like hanging, it was a cheap and practical method of execution in early times when a sword or an axe was always readily available, just like that machete you got sitting there on a the counter. That's right. The Greeks and the Romans considered beheading a less dishonorable and less painful form of execution than other methods at the time. The Roman Empire used beheading for its own citizens whilst crucifying others. Whilst. I've right. never seen... That's great. Whilst. 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 Beheading was widely used in Europe and Asia until the 20th century, but now is confined to Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Yemen, Yaman. and Iran. Saudi Arabia publicly beheaded 33 men and one woman for murder, rape, sodomy, and drug offenses in 2004. One man was beheaded in Iran in 2003, the first in many years. So as much as we're screaming about the Iranians and how barbaric they are, and of course they are crazier in a bed bug than Ahmadinejad, whatever his name is. Well, I think I said it. Uh, the Saudis make them look like pikers. Right. Uh, put them in the, you know. Beheading was used in Britain up to 1747, was the standard method in Norway, abolished in 1905, Sweden up to 1903, Denmark and Holland until 1870, and was used for some classes of prisoners in France up until the introduction of the guillotine in 1792. Oh, yeah, that was a lot better. That was a quick slice. And in Germany up to 1938. China also used it widely until the communists came to power, replaced it with shooting in the 20th century. Japan, too, used beheading up to the end of the 19th century prior to turning to hanging. And then it goes on. Boy, this is pretty interesting. Wow. There are two distinct forms of beheading, by the sword and by the axe. All present-day beheadings use the sword. When a person is to be decapitated with a sword, a block is not used. They're generally made to kneel down, although they could have, in short, be executed standing up. Like Danny DeVito, you could chop his head off. Or like George. Right. You could chop his head off standing up. Or kneeling down. No, this goes on. Oh, this is great. Saudi Arabia uses public beheading as punishment for murder, rape, drug trafficking, sodomy, armed robbery apostasy, and certain other offenses. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much covers everything, doesn't it? Yeah, just about. And also, I think, traffic violations, like uh, parking tickets. And we're screaming about, my, there's, and, you know, and of course, it's true. He was a barbarian and grotesque butcher, but then again, he's got a lot of company. That's the That's point. Right. So we select whichever butchers we happen to like, you know, and then right. they can do whatever the hell we, they want. And we just ignore it. We look the other way, you know, band our bush, and we hold hands with them, and even though they happen to be a little unclean. You know, they have blood on their hands. But then again, Bush has got blood on his hands so much of it already. Could it possibly make any difference? No. No. I just mentioned that in passing. Let's see how that poll is coming. I'm pretty interested in this today. 11 o'clock, Dave Johnson's going to be called to preview tomorrow's Belmont. I know nothing about it. I made my picks. And I, I just, I just, I hate to say it, I just don't care. Although I got that special thing for Dave to play for him. It'll be the highlight of our conversation today. As we go for the third and final leg of the Cripple Crown. It's just, uh, thoroughbred racing has just gone to hell. 606 votes on the poll. Oh, oh, boy, if we could just stick that third six in there, wouldn't that be a, that'd be a feather in our crap? That'd be something. 606. Things started going in the toilet at QM, and believe me, you can smell it. Mmm, man. Get the, get the uh, tidy bowl, man. You know, I don't know if that is that kind of like out now? Yeah, well, what, the tidy what, bowl, Once man? upon a time, that was, I don't mean tidy bowl per se, but like all those little tchotchkes they used to put in toilet bowls to... Oh, no, they have all kinds of tchotchkes. That's still big? Sure. I don't know. Blue Joe Rose, uh, when Joe Rose left, 110 Stern came out in 102, which is basically pretty much the same time, same time frame. They, 
they were intrigued by the idea. That's a, that's almost 35% right there. I hate this poll, 93, 15%. Grow up already, okay? We like it. Grow up. This is our life. This is your life. Because once, once we're done, man, you're done. Scott Farrell was fired, 65. When Mo was let go, 44. Do, 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 do. That was the uh, chigger in a woodpile. He was the... He was the ace in the hole. Remember that in Godfather 3? Mm-hmm. See, you are my ace in the hole, as we say in America. Remember that? That was just after he said, Olio Oliva, che pane. And the guy looked at him like, what, what bad acting this is. In fact, he should have probably assassinated him right there for bad acting while his kid was making the donkey sounds. Uh, when they went all sports, 38, that was George's idea, and he's getting a lot of support on that. That's a long time ago. That was, yeah, well, they should have stayed with the old the country wrong, music right. and the oldies. Should have brought back Rick Shaw. When Hank went to Mornings 32, that was a bad mistake. When Stern was taken off the air... About 30, man! When Scott Farrell was fired, 29. When Clarence became... Or was hired, I'm sorry, we already did the fire. Hired, 29. When Clarence became PD, 18. When Neil came on, 13. See, we know those are all from inside the building, because obviously the people who are listening to the show, they like the show, so they didn't vote for that. So, uh, except for a couple of haters, you know. But it's inside the building. It's a sports fraternity. When Joe Bell became GM, 12. Joe's right on my ass. Real pain. When the ticket came on, still only nine, you know. They're not doing nothing. They got like a one share. And Scoran got canned eight when Greg Reed left two. Oh, look at that. And when Chris Moran left one out of 610. 6'10"? Uh-oh. That must be a mistake. You think there's an omen there? I think there's something. Oh, look at that. Just to let you know. Now, did you uh, send me this or did Brian send me this direct? I got an email and I printed it. And sent it oh, thank you. thanks, Brian. You're on top of it, man. He's all right. Brian Schmutz. 10.43 at 5.60 WQM. For years and years now, I've been telling you to call Dial a Mattress like I do whenever I need a new mattress. That's the smart way to shop, the inexpensive, the, the painless way. Instead of going out there and getting all sweated up, moisting that expensive gas, call 1-800-MATTRESS and get rid of that lumpy, crappy old mattress. They take that away, they set up the brand new one, and you're ready to go for years. They deliver with an a 2 window that's convenient for you that you tell them. Like noon to 2, 1 to 3, 4.45 to 6.45, they show up on time. They've got eligible bedding consultants and lots more. And if you thought that dialing 1-800-MATTRESS was easy on the phone, check out mattress.com on the web. Shop on the web anytime, day or night, with product details, prices, and photos. You can check out online or call to place your order and schedule delivery. Get factory direct prices lower than the chain stores, even during their so-called big sales. Plus, Dial Mattress offers you 12 months financing. Dial Mattress has the complete line of all the top names that you know and love and covet, like Sealy and Serta, King Coral, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, and Bananas Foster. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, it's an unbeatable deal all the way around. You get low prices on the best brands. You get fantastic delivery when you want them to show up. And, of course, they set up the old, uh, they take away the old crap and set up the new one for you. Dial Mattress ranked number one in the world of customer satisfaction. You can be sleeping like a baby as soon as tonight. If you make that call right now, toll-free, 1-800-MATTRESS. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for sensational savings. This is Neil Rogers. Thanks for squeaky. This is 560 QAM. W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. I hear the voices. I listen to all voices. Hey, old buddy. Jesus here. Have you killed all the homos yet? We need their soul. Right, Pop? There won't be anyone left when you get back anyway, son. Don't worry, George. I made you the decider. I'm the decider. Iraq was a good decision. Don Rumsfeld is doing a fine job. And I like the idea of blowing up Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a city of sin anyway. Funny how everyone who goes there says that. Hey, Pop, where's the Virgin Mary? Looking for a sandwich somewhere in France. She makes great sandwiches. That's because she uses real helmet mayonnaise. 
I hear voices. Voices, voices. Dad, is that you? They told me as you can, Sam, but I choose to look like a dog today. My only begotten son. I'm the decider. Laura sure looks sexy when she dresses like an old Russian woman. I listen to all voices, 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 voices. Ten forty-nine. It's a natural, baby. It's eleven before eleven. Look at this. WQAM. Hello. You like that so far? So far, that's great. QAM. Yeah. <laughs> Picking up right where we left off yesterday. Well, the good news is we got that. It took them until late last night before Dan Bell South finally got the uh, internets back for the station. Got the phones all unscrewed up. Man, they are really uh, oh, they're uh, they're unspeakable, is what they are. Talk about the Antichrist. Oh, there's the Danish Prime Minister visiting uh, El El Bushmeister, and I sure hope he didn't bring any of those nasty uh, cartoons from those Danish newspapers along with him. They don't want to piss off the Arab street, you know. It's a treat to uh, beat your feet on the Arab street. Beat your what? Feet. Oh. WQAM, hello. Yeah. On the uh, Mississippi mud. WQAM, hello. ESO, Griffin Flamingo, going west. Ten Jenny's a jackass. <laughs> oh. Two bulletins for you there. Little pig report. I, I just, these people are coming unglued. Just relax, okay? We'll be on for at least another few days. WQAM, hello. QAM. I got WQAM, hello. At Ronnie, I often oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I started nice that share. Wow. If the shipment came in, how come nobody called me? <laughs> oh, see, I knew it. I had this feeling, man. It's my prescient uh, qualities once again, rising to the fore. I just had a feeling. Well, you know, they got to get out of their system the next few days because after uh, next week, I'm on vacation and we start that summer schedule. So they'll only have me to deal with on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, of course, you know me. You never know what I'm going to do. I might just play music Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, no, that's right. You're the one who plays the music. That's right. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. What do you care what's on the rest? WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. About two days ago, I think, you were having the poll. You had a dead thinkers. A dead poll, yeah. Okay. Uh, somebody caught saying uh, Dimebag Darrow. Um, that information is incorrect. His name is Dimebag Freddy from 1843. George might know who he is later. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, I don't. Could you repeat that? Uh, yeah. Me? Right. Yeah. Call back and repeat that. We got to write down directions. We left off Kim Weston off that poll. That's bad. You know who else we left off of there? Oh, well, yeah, of I forgot. What you talking about? No, somebody came to me yesterday. I, was thinking about, I wasn't really thinking about this, but it just dawned on me. We left somebody pretty uh, well-known off of that poll. I'm not too, not too happy about that. Let's redo it. All right. U.S.-approved cervical cancer drug must to the dismay of the Flat Earth Society, the right-wing religious nuts. Excuse me for my redundancy. The U.S. is licensed, and we had this story uh, days ahead of when the news media, the MSN, got all whipped up about it yesterday. We talked about it earlier in the week. U.S. has licensed the first vaccine against cervical cancer, which kills at least 290,000 women worldwide every year. The new drug, Gardasil, manufactured by Merck, is designed to be given to girls and women between the ages of 9 and 26. It works by combating the human papillomavirus. This vaccine is a significant advance in the protection of women's health, said Andrew von Eschenbach, acting FDA commissioner. 
But conservative groups in the U.S. argue that treating young girls before they become sexually active will encourage promiscuity. The flat earth crowd, the anti-stem cell research, the anti-anything that makes sense, everything is going to encourage promiscuity, you know? God almighty. If you put down those damn girly magazines or uh, playboys or playgirls, whatever the hell they are, and just calm down a little bit. Oh, there's the uh, Prime Minister yeah, bringing Georgia Danish at the White House. Do you think that George Bush even has any idea where Denmark is on the map? Do you think he's got any no. clue? Huh? No. Do you think it's Copenhagen is something that you put between your cheek and, your, your cheek and gum and get a little pinch? You know? Well, it is. Pure shoe and size. Oh. Is that what it is? Yes, it is. WQYM, hello. Hi, Neil, please. Speaking. Neil. Yeah. You know, I'm calling, uh, I actually tried to call you yesterday, but there was a, a caller that had, uh, you did a uh, deal on that uh, he couldn't believe, uh, he had a Blackberry, I guess, and he decided that he couldn't take it anymore and, you know, weed himself off of it. Um, personally speaking, the Blackberry has been the, the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, I agree. I love my Blackberry. I mean, it, it puts me out of my game. I keep on top of my emails for the course of the day. If I'm out of town... It's just, uh, it's, it's actually made me a lot more money. When that, when that lawsuit was pending, it looked like they might get shut down or something. I was having a nervous uh, conniption. I was uh, having a fit. Uh, I was having that ten times more. Right. But uh, I just wanted to let you know, you know, I think... Uh, well, I think, I think the guy had a big crack problem. Right. Still like Oprah, you know. <laughs> it's crack very... Okay, good luck to you, Pally. I'll, Thanks, I'll, be, uh, I'll be SMSing you any second now. 644 votes on our poll today, a very important poll, the future of this radio station and our careers hinges in the balance. Of course, we have that big summit meeting at noon today with Norma Kent and uh, Joe Bell and Josh Darrow. Clarence. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. The death of Alcatraz. See, I'm going to take a lot of calls today. I'm just in that mood. Well, setting it up for, uh, you know, you're being on vacation next week. Josh is going to be screening all the calls next week. Oh, that'll be I something. can't wait. You're not going to be. We don't do that. We will never. I'll tell you one thing. No matter what, under any circumstances, I will never go back to doing it again. Let's talk to Tom and Tamarack. Oh, I'm going to tell you. Seriously, that is the worst caca. You know, that went out with Knickers caca. and White Bucks and uh, and with, uh, what was his name? And with Vicuna Coates. Who? Rudy Valley. Oh. Remember Rudy Valley, the old crooner from like the 1920s from before sure. all of us were born? No, you know. I mean, you just remember hearing about him. That's right. Rudy Valley. Went, all well, went, out with, went out with Charlie Chaplin. The death of al-Qaeda leader Abu Musab al-Zarqawi in Iraq came as more Americans than ever thought the war in Iraq was a mistake. Huh. The poll taken Monday through Wednesday before news broke that U.S. forces had killed al found that 59% of adults say the U.S. made a mistake in going to war in Iraq, the highest level yet in the AP Ipsos polling, 59%. The other 41% are crazy people. Approval of President Bush's handling of Iraq dipped to 33%, a new, a new low. His overall job approval was 35%, statistically within range of his low of 33% last month. Among other findings, more than half of your countrymen, 54%, said it's unlikely that a stable democratic government will be established in Iraq. How about a stable democratic government in the, uh, government in the U.S. first? The survey was completed before Iraq's parliament approved three new key government ministers. Just 67% of Republicans, 63% of conservatives, and 57% of white evangelicals believe a stable democratic government is likely. And, of course, these people are farbissen. Only 68% of Republicans, 57% of white evangelicals, and 51% of self-described conservatives, key groups in Bush's basis support approved of his handling of Iraq. Those most likely to disapprove are Democrats, 89%, women, 70%, minorities, 84%, city dwellers, 72%. In other words, the country bumpkins think he's doing just fine. Those with household incomes under 25 grand, 71%, and unmarried men, 70%, meaning gay. 
Those most likely to believe the war in Iraq was a mistake are Democrats, 84%, women, 63%, especially suburban women, 67%, minorities, 76%, city dwellers, 66%, self-described liberals, 82%, moderates, 64%, and Catholics, 62%. You write those down, there will be a quiz at 115. But it's going to help a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you need help a lot, all right, Georgie. Man, no, we need help a lot. We need the Lord to intervene. We need divine intervention and save us from Bush. Man, 10:57 at 5:60 WQM, and of course we apologize for the fact that uh, we're not we're not NBA in here between 10 and 2. But you know what? Too bad. When we came to the station, that was the beginning of the end. Hey, all you horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Poker's got all the gambling action you want. We'll also feature simulcasting of the Belmont Stakes this Saturday, June 10th. Dave Johnson is going to be calling any second now about the Belmont. You don't have to waste uh, any extra gas to drive further than you have to in order to watch and wager on the third leg of the Triple Crown. Pompano Park will feature early bird wagering on the Belmont. Today, starting at 1 p.m., and then tomorrow, Saturday, June 10, you can watch and wager on the Belmont, plus the last two races from Belmont Park. Come be part of the crowd as they route home the winner of the third leg of the Triple Crown. Pompano Park will also have free past performance pages for the Belmont field. Just a half mile from both I-95 and the Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to. And best of all, they offer you free admission and free general parking every stinking day. Live harness racing in the Great Smokery Poker Room is open every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Poker gets underway at noon, goes on all the way till midnight. You can plunge your guts, and live racing gets underway nightly at 7.25 and a p.m., including, of course, tonight. And don't miss out on Dollar Night Wednesdays at Pompano. That's when draft beer, sodas, hot dogs, and more, just a buck apiece, starting at 6 p.m. Highly approved by Hollis Rieger. So don't come out, uh, forget to come out tomorrow, Saturday, June 10th. Watch and plunge your lungs on the Belmont Stakes at Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current racing schedule, call 954-972-2000 or on the Wicked Web, pompanopark.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. It's Friday, you if you love delicious, convenient Omaha steaks, but want something a bit more exotic, then you've got to try Belmont Steaks. Mmm, I love it. Smarty Joe's medium rare. That's right. We slaughter horse racing's finest past champions, wrap them in colorful silks, then overnight them straight to your home. Who wants another Giacomo burger? I do. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Well, now you can, thanks to Belmont Steaks. <laughs> Win the triple crown of great taste. Try new Belmont Steaks. Anything less is just flogging a dead horse. Oh, that's bad. Hi, Dave. You gotta be so sick. That was sick. Well, it's a sick show for sick people, and that's me. Sick. I thought that is bad. Bill O'Reilly was bad. Did you? Oh, now that's a shot. Next year, you know, I got something special for you. I was going to save it for a couple minutes, but I'm going to play it right now that you'll like almost as good as that. Listen. Oh. Listen carefully now. The gifted one speaks here, Howard on ABC. Post <laughs> in action. Now we're even, okay? Boy, you know how to hurt a guy. Yeah, now we're even for that Bill O'Reilly comment. That was how evil. are you? I'm okay. It's the third leg of the Cripple Crown tomorrow. That's bad, but very sad what's going on, man. And, of course, didn't I give you, like, Bernardini in the last time we talked for the Preakness? He was my one of my top two picks. I think so. And, yes, uh, I did. And he's not yeah. running tomorrow. He's 
No, no, he's sitting in the barn. I, he, he should be, though. But to, okay, Tom yeah, I was going to ask you that. Why is he not in there? You know, I wonder if they're, they're more afraid of losing than they are the joy of winning. That They've got one uh, triple crown race under his belt. And, and the other thing, Neil, is that nobody cares anymore about breeding a horse that won a mile-and-a-half race because everything is speed, speed, speed in American yeah. racing. Right. You know, so they they, they won the Preakness, a mile and three-sixteenths. Uh, that's enough for them, I guess. Well, I don't know. The way he raced in there, you'd think that a mile and a half would be perfect for him. He came from off the pace, and he closed like a – and pulled away in the stretch. It was a great race for him. You know, it, it really is. It's a terrible shame what happened to Barbaro. But if had Barbaro, uh, you know, completed the race, I mean, that would have been a hell of a race. I think Barbaro might have won, but he wouldn't have won by six or seven lengths like he did the Derby. I need to ask you something about that Barbaro situation. And, of course, you've been doing this for 100 years. But when, when he broke through the gate, now, you know, you call cheap claiming races, and I've seen it myself at the track where if a horse breaks through the gate or gets loose or something, even for just a few seconds, the track veterinarian comes and he kind of like checks him out and they, they, you know, go through the whole thing before they decide whether to scratch him or not. And I'm say, not saying they were going to scratch Barbro, but it, it seemed to me that they were in an awful hurry to get him back into the gate and get the race started. I could be wrong about that, but it, it doesn't seem to me there was like any real uh, examination of what happened when he broke through the gate. Well, the examination by the track vet at the gate is by the eye, and uh, and and had uh, Edgar Prado thought anything was wrong, he would have certainly said something to the to the vet who was there at the gate. Yeah. You see this every day at, at at tracks across the country. Horses break through the gate. If you bet on that horse, I, I don't want to have him on my ticket, but it's too late basically to change. So yeah. I don't I don't think he hurt himself when he broke through the gate, Neil. I really about don't. harness racing, Davis. The horses don't break through the starting. <laughs> I've never seen that one. Although I have seen the starting gate get caught in the mud, so that's another story. No, nothing's perfect. Where was that? In Northville Downs in Detroit. It was like oh. in the winter meet, and the track got star stuck in the mud. And with my luck, you know, the five horse starts right directly behind the car in the middle. And, of course, the, now this is a true story. This the is wing, another way to lose a bet. Right, and I did. The wings of the gate over the car opened, and the car is stuck there in the mud, and it was just thawing, you know. And, and the horses one through four get away fine, and six through eight on the outside get away. And here's my five horse stuck behind a car. So that's, you're right, another way to uh, tear up a ticket. Oh, they didn't yeah. give you your money back? No, they, and I was pretty PO'd about that. They should have refunded. Wouldn't you think they would refund? Oh, I, you should have got your money back. On well, that. I'm going to go back there now and demand it back. You, know, you tell thing, them I sent you. One thing I've noticed about uh, the difference between American harness tracks, and uh, not that we want to get off on that tangent again, and Canadian is that in Canada, if a horse like breaks before the start yeah. and gets way out of contention, and you'll see the inquiry go up right away, and very often they'll refund the money because the betters didn't get a fair shake on that. I've never seen that in American track. No, they should too, especially if he goes off stride early enough for them to right. put the inquiry sign up. I, I think the more you do that for the for the fans, the, the the better off the game is in the long run. Yeah, give us a little break, you know, give us a chance. That's all yeah. I ask. Yeah, it doesn't cost them anything. They just refund the money. Come on. Okay, now listen, I didn't do much homework for this race tomorrow. You want to know why? Because every time I do that and I, I get I look at the racing form online, you know, and I try to hey, like brother Derek, he's as counterfeit as a seventy-five dollar bill. You know, oh. come to find out, he he just I got locked in. I looked at those lines and looked to me like he was going to be really great and he he you know they can talk about he came in fourth but a distant fourth in both races he yeah. was a phony yeah he he just didn't pan out did he, he no then he was the big horse from the west coast but uh, i was never on his bandwagon but no. that's probably not why he didn't do it do it no, i think that did it <laughs> uh, we can always blame you. I, no, so who'd so you I, pick this? I, you picked, pick? I just picked three based on the trainer and the jockey and the morning line and just i don't know just my gut and you know 
I picked Survivor with Todd Pletcher and Rafael Bejarano as the jockey. Who's That's Sun River. What did I call him? Survivor. He's calling, I don't know, Survivor. Well, I'm hoping he'll, I'm just hoping he uh, survives the mile and a half, that's all. <laughs> Sun River, did I say Survivor? Well, yeah. I'll take, so, uh, okay, yeah. all right, so far, we, if we're, if we're going to pick three now. You yeah, know, that's that, right. Uh, if we're going to pick three, I'll take Sun River as one of my Okay, three. Bob okay. and John. Uh, okay, because of, uh, <laughs> because of Baffert? <laughs> yeah, Bob Baffert with Garrett Gomez. Garrett Gomez is a hell of a jockey, man. He's hot as a uh, firecracker. Now, and now third, before you pick, go any farther... You know, yes. the last time that um, we had at Belmont without a Derby or a Preakness winner, yeah. a horse named Commendable won the race. You remember? Just Wayne that. Lucas, a long shot. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. And he had finished 17th in the Kentucky Derby. Right. So Bob and John finished 17th in the Kentucky Derby. History's on your side, Neil. I see. Well, was that a shot? That's even worse than the uh, Bill O'Reilly <laughs> shot. And the other one that I picked is Steppenwolfer with Robbie Alvarado. Well, boy, he should he should love the the distance, but um, you know he's he's going to be coming from he's got to come from far out of it. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he's yeah. got the dreaded eleven hole there, but you know a mile and a half does it really make that much difference? Uh, no, it doesn't. No, because it's a long run to the first turn. Right. In fact, the finish line at Belmont is like in the middle of the track, and Eddie Maple, the jockey, told me that sometimes when a horse turns for home and he looks up and he sees uh, that that uh, you know that enormous stretch, he doesn't know that the, that he he only has to run halfway up. Honest to God, really? and he said he said it, it'll take a, a horse a couple times before at Belmont before he realizes that he doesn't have to run full speed all the way to the to the next turn. What was the horse that Eddie Maple had that uh, ran against Secretariat that got uh, ridden just? Beaten into the ground. What was that horse? That ran against Secretariat. I think so. Or maybe I'm, maybe it was against one of the other big Triple Crown winners. Um. Well, you know, Eddie actually rode Secretariat in his final race up in Canada. Uh, right. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was. Uh, well, Sham was the horse that. Uh, that's the. That's. But that wasn't Eddie Maple. No, I, that I, was I, Sham. I, I think it was Velasquez, uh, actually. Yeah. But um, Sham was the horse who, who uh, in any Tasty. other year, would have won the Triple Crown himself. Yeah. They said that Secretary had broke his heart, which I think is getting a little bit carried away, but, you know, we get a little more. Yeah, yeah, it's a Phil O'Reilly story. Yeah, it's a Howard Cosell story. So let, let's hear your three picks for uh, tomorrow. Let's see well, I'll, we take, uh, I'll take Sun River. I like that. Survivor. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> call him uh, by the number. Uh, well, yeah. What about, you know, Tom Albatroni won the Preakness with um, Bernardini. He's got a horse called Deputy Glitters in right. here. And, and Edgar Prado. And Edgar Prado. So... You know, I'm thinking maybe maybe there, there's a horse that has a shot. I think you've been listening to Hank too much. Hank, at the end of his show yesterday, he gave out he gave out half of the field, which is like covering your uh, big fat butt uh, big time. Eh? He <laughs> Who did he pick on top? Because I want to throw that one out. I don't know. I, I think he said the deputy glitters with the Prado look out. I, he said look out for all of them. So I don't know, he picked about a half a dozen. <laughs> Well, you know, that's how Hank, does he bet a ticket on every horse in a race? I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's like the guy at the, the tout at the track who says, I, I know the winner of this race. Tell me who you think it is, and uh, I'll, I'll let you know if you're right. <laughs> Sun River, you like, and uh, Deputy Glitters, and who else? Um, I'll, th I'll take Bob and John, too. Yeah. Wow, well, you're giving, you were giving me uh, grief about that a minute ago. No, but, you know, the, I'll tell you, the, the trainer, Bob Baffert, the jockey, Garrett Gomez, boy, you got two two terrific uh, professionals there. And this horse ran huge at Aqueduct, but that was a sloppy track. Now, the, the sun's out here in New York this morning, Neil. It looks like it'll dry out. I think we'll have a fast track for tomorrow. Yeah. So... Now, let me just say this. If Bob Baffert, if, the, if that horse wins the race and they have to interview him after the race, uh, don't let him swear on here again. That was bad. Did wasn't he swear? That, wasn't that him? 
I don't know. See, I'm doing the radio, and and I don't, uh, you know, I I, no, I guess. No, no, no. Uh, well, I realize that, but I'm just saying, generally speaking, for the crew. And of course, Hank was lamenting the fact that here we get the race with no Barbaro, no uh, Bernardini, yeah. no uh, brother Derek, nobody really uh, of any great note, and now ABC gets the TV, which he wasn't, you know. Well, there you go. So it's kind of like the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, nothing could be finer than to stay out of Carolina. I mean, Edmonton, <laughs> Carolina, the people at NBC have to be committing suicide over that. So. Well, now, what about the heat? Uh, you know, how involved are you? <laughs> no, come on. I mean, you know, I, I really thought that uh, they had a chance. I still yeah. do, actually. Well, let me just say this to you. Ask me if I care, okay, and then that'll, that'll solve that. Uh, Neil, uh, do you care? I'll give you an answer. Uh, no. There you go. <laughs> just, it's not my bag, you know. You can't you can't be into everything. That's one of those things I never have any interest in. Just, but you like this, hockey. I love hockey. Yeah, love horses. Uh, love the horses. Love harness racing. Now let me ask you this question because you finally admitted last time we talked that you uh, you know those early days when you were on there with Stan Bergstein and Spencer Ross on racing from Yonkers and Roosevelt. You used to call harness racing at the Meadowlands. I did. Who, who was your favorite driver? Who did you like? Oh, I thought that John Campbell just was he yeah. he he was so cool all the time and. You know, he, he got the most out of the horses. Now it looks like Ron Pierce is, uh, you know, has has taken up the mantle there. He Brian was, Sears, man. Brian Sears. Brian Sears is, is a living always, guy. They always seem to have two you know, many years ago, my late friend Alan Finkelson introduced me to John Campbell at Pompano Park. He brought him up because he knew I'd be thrilled to meet him. He, there is a guy, not just great talent, but what a classy guy. He's just a very impressive guy. What a Talk about Alan Finkelson for a second. What a fun person he was. Yeah. Wasn't he yeah. great? There will never, there will never be another. He was a one and only. You know, after they made him, they threw the mold away. He was just phenomenal. You know, he did. He actually probably did more good for the sport than than um, than any one single person, especially in Florida. Yeah, he was great. Well, well, what about the, what about the Hamiltonian? You want to pick that now too? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you an early bird. Come on, I'll bet you an early bird dinner that you can't come up with a horse that's in the money for the Hamiltonian. You're right about that because I have got a horse that's going to be in the Hamiltonian. Cat Mangy's not too happy with you today. I'll tell you that. He's going to get some of his relatives after you if you don't watch it. Well, listen, have a great race tomorrow, Neil. It's always great to talk to you. Take care of yourself, and we'll Take see care. you next May. Bye bye. Take care, Dave. Okay, there's Dave Johnson, and uh, there's his picks and my picks. I got my finger in my right nostril now, doing a few more picks. Well, I got him with that Cosell thing. I got even oh, the, yeah. uh, Bill O'Reilly deal. 1114 at 560 WQIM. I, you know, I was sitting. I, I didn't want to tell him this because he would have probably might have taken it the wrong way. Even though he's got a good sense of humor. But I was on the throne this morning, and I was, you know, knowing that we were going to talk to Dave again at 11 o'clock this morning. I thought to myself, very few people in any industry would you think of as being legendary. Okay. And Dave would be one of them. You know, as far as race calling, he's legendary. Him and Durkin, you know, legendary. I was sitting on the throne though when I thought that. <laughs> Exotic, I mean, huh? No, that's funny. Well, that's not important. It's not a shot or anything, but I'm just uh, saying that's where I was. Just you have a lot of time there. when you're sitting there without any reading right. material. Think of strange things. Exotica Miami Beach is a fun and exciting venue for the public to purchase the hottest new products and services from the adult industry. Oh, my God. Meet adult stars, including Jenna Jameson and the Club Jenna Girls, Tara Patrick, and lots s'mores. Take pictures you can brag about for years. Shop for something sexy in the largest adult marketplace on the East Coast. Enjoy entertainment on stage with acts ranging from the comedic stylings of Ron Jeremy... <laughs> To a 15-person male and female group group performance. Enjoy hours of entertainment, burlesque, hot body contest, and more. Whatever way you decide to celebrate your sexiness, such as it is, enjoy it with Exotica at the Miami Beach Convention Center. It promises to be a memorable, a memorable experience. 
Go to their website, exoticamiami.com. Uh, That's with triple X's, of course, three X's, exoticamiami.com. Buy your tickets there. Check out who's coming and get info on the nightly after parties. Exoticamiami.com today through Sunday the 11th, this weekend at the Miami Beach Convention Center. Must be 18 and over with valid ID. And believe me, they'll be checking you from top to bottom. Exotica Miami Beach, a celebration of sexy. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. For you, drudge packing. The following is a paid political message. American Idol finalist Taylor Hicks calls his followers the Soul Patrol. But don't be fooled. The Soul Patrol is a street gang. Do we want the next American Idol to be the leader of a group of ruthless criminals? Don't be a victim of a drive-by twitching. This Tuesday, say no to gang violence. Say no to Taylor Hicks. By the way, by the friends of Catherine McPhee. The schmuck that just sent that the email that you sent all that fax. Yeah, yeah. Do you think I'm going to waste my time with that? I'm glad that you got a lot of money, okay? Sucking up to Jeb Bush in a great economy and yada yada. Yeah, yeah. The wealthy got a lot, all there is, and of course there is no more middle class, so you can't complain. Right. Yeah, we're all there. rich, according to that. That's guy. correct. Just to sit back and thank all the Bush people. And thank goodness for our friend Bandar Bush, man in the Saudis, for those low gas prices, too. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices and all those 2,500 dead Americans and those thousands and thousands and thousands, all the uh, murder and uh, mayhem in Iraq. Speaking of Man Coulter, here's a lovely picture of Man with her gigantic Adam's apple. Uh, big as your fist. Appearing on the cover of her latest manifesto, Godless, the Church of Liberalism, adorned with a wooden crucifix necklace, right-wing pundit Ann Coulter takes on liberals on explicitly religious grounds. Invoking the sectarian rhetoric of the Christian right, Coulter denounces liberalism as the opposition party to God and a comprehensive belief system denying the Christian belief in man's immortal soul. What a bunch of gobbledygook, you silly ass. You fair bitch. Coulter fills pe the pages of Godless with attacks on Hollywood, a traditional Christian right boogeyman. Oh, there's that boogeyman again. And quoting controversial Holocaust denying columnist Joseph Sobran, assails public schools for teaching an amalgam of liberalism, <coughs> feminism, Darwinism, and the playboy philosophy rather than biblical truth. Coulter also calls the Episcopal Church barely even a church. Yet Coulter is curiously reticent in Godless about her own religious convictions. Nowhere in her book, for instance, does Coulter declare whether she belongs to a particular religious denomination, nor does she state where or even if she attends religious services. In between hanging out with Miss Fudge... Mm -hmm. On April 17th, uh, man, I'll tell you, if, if there's any group of people that I absolutely despise, there are two groups I'm going to give you right now. And, of course, Miss Fudge is in two of the, both groups. Okay. Self-hating fags and self-hating Jews. Yeah. Nevertheless, moving on. Nowhere in her book does she uh, say, uh, even where if she attends religious services, April 17, 2005, article in Time Magazine by John Cloud provided a rare description of Coulter's attendance of church as Cloud suggested that she's been a regular attendee of New York City's Redeemer Presbyterian Church to which she brings a lot of people. In his article, Cloud described accompanying Coulter to Redeemer. He says, not long ago I went to church with Coulter, Redeemer Presbyterian, an evangelical congregation in Manhattan. The actor Ron Silver also tagged along. Coulter brings lots of people to church, including at one time an ex who is Muslim, an ex. Pastor Timothy Keller spoke of the importance of allowing one's heart to be melted by the sense of God's grace because of what he did on the cross for you. When contacted by Ross Story, however, Redeemer Presbyterian's communications and media director, Cregan Crook, Cook, could not confirm that Coulter had ever attended services at the church. The only thing I ever heard is hearsay that she's an attendant of Redeemer, Cregan said. Our database shows that she is not a member. 
Cregan added that wealthy celebrities routinely asserted a dubious connection to his congregation. People from Robin Williams to Diane Sawyer claim to attend services here, but I don't actually know if they have. And I don't know anybody that would have seen Ann Coulter. We don't even really know her, he said. How do you like that? Not that you would lie, you understand, Man Coulter. Not that you would do something devious and dishonest like that, bitch. Did you know she had a manifesto? Yeah, she's got a manifesto. And a big uh, Adam's apple. Right. Don't forget to join the QM Street team today from 3 to 5 p.m. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up about it. And tomorrow with George from noon to 2 at the Maroonie Used Car Sales Event at Dolphin Stadium, PP Park, Joe Robbie Stadium, whatever you call it. Stop by to win prizes and check out the My Display booth from Pubset. George will be there. He's going to have all kinds of good stuff for you. You like? He'll give you uh, his best wishes. That's right. And maybe I'll, a kiss I'll, on I'll the cheek. I'll bless them. I'll anoint them with oil. He'll give the, uh, he's going to give the guy with the eyes a kiss on the lips. Of course, it's oh, going to be oh, on oh. the cheek, just like that yeah, kiss yeah. that... Uh, uh, Michael gave to Fredo. Right, yeah. Remember that kiss? I'll oh, have an yeah. authorized agent do that. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You what? You broke my heart. There's that magic again that Neil uses to play them Godfather clips. How do you do that? Ah, it's magic. It's a secret. Like Rick Shaw would say, it's magic. 704 votes on the poll so far today. We're doing okay. We got a shot out of 1,000, I think. What do you think, Josh? It's in the bag, man. It's in the bag. I think, we're, I think you're going to be in the bag. I will be a little later. <laughs> you know, you better watch your liver, man. Don't you remember what David Crosby said? Treat your liver well. Hey, I'm healthy, man. Yeah, we're now, now, but later on right. in life, when it catches up to you, when you get paunchy and fat and ill, I won't be around to like give you any more good advice. You can come though and put some pansies on my uh, tombstone. Although I'm not going to have any tombstone. Uh, let me ask you, what are the? I guess there's just nothing when you when you're cremated. Well, they keep you in a box sometimes, uh, or an urn, yeah, an urn, right? And then they stick you like on the mantelpiece, like a dog. That's right. I probably should have done that. They, they ask you that when you get your dogs cremated, do uh -huh. you want the ashes? Oh, there's Tiny up on the uh, fireplace. Of course, I don't have a fireplace. I've got too many fireplaces in Florida. Oh, you know, bookshelf. Things started going in the toilet at QM when Joe Rose left 123. When Stern came on, 118. And since that was like simultaneous side by each, uh, you can really add those two together and you got 34%. We were, doing, we were kicking ass, man. Big, fat, smelly, gross ass. We were kicking it old style, new style. We were doing just fine, even with a moment early in the morning, which is a good spot for him. If we had that, if we still had the same deal going right now, I guarantee we'd have double the numbers we got. I guarantee Absolutely. you that. I'll bet you Mo's life on it, right? Yeah. We had Mo, let's revisit that. Mo five to eight, Joe Rose eight to ten, us ten to two. Mm -hmm. That's like right at ten. Not whenever uh, you know Stern felt like finally giving it up. Uh, we had Mad Dog two to four and Humper four to seven. We were kicking big, gigantic, juicy butt, but juicy butt. Yeah, I've seen it. All right. Smelled it, too. I hate this poll 106, 14.9%. Get with it, okay? Get a life. We like it a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's salient, whatever that means. Uh, when, when Scott Farrell was fired, 75. They like Farrell. When Mo was let go, 51. Now, you see that? When he was here, they hated uh -huh. him. They hated him. They wouldn't mark it down in the book. They, uh, they did everything in their power to, like, destroy that man, just like Joel Feinberg is doing to us. Anything evil they could do to poor Mo. What did he ever do to them? I mean, we know what he did to us. That's another story. Try to get us all fired. When Mo was let go, 51. Uh, when they went all sports, 46. Georgia's got a wiener there. It's going over yeah. pretty well. It, when it, Hank it, went to mornings, 40. That's uh, not looking pretty. And look at that, 5.6%. You see the 56? Mm -hmm. The only problem is, just like with Hank's number, the decimal's in the wrong place. When Stern was taken off, 35. When Scott Farrell was hired, 32. Yeah, that, I think that was, actually, that was like uh, the beginning of the end. Right, it was right after the um, Janet Jackson uh, booby flap at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Ever seen and, and I, I, I know, seriously, you could knock me over with a feather. I couldn't believe it. I mean, right now when the FCC is promising to put everybody in jail if they say crap, and now we're putting Scott Farrell on the air, uh -huh. 
Clarence became PD 21. There's no point even commenting on that. Joe Bell became GM 19, but he is swell, Joe Bell. He's a good glad hander. When Neil came on 15, that was the beginning of the end of the sports dynasty. When Screwan got can 10, when the ticket came on here, still only nine, or solamente nueve. Oh, my God. When Chris Moron left four, and when Greg Reed left, only two, only a pair. And I'm sure he and uh, I know who someone else was, too. I can't, I can't mention her name. <laughs> I'm sure it's not Marilyn, his ex-wife. 27 past 11 at 560. By the way, we don't miss you at all, Greg, and thanks for screwing up the station and leaving this mess for everybody else to clean up, you know? It's like a big elephant comes into your house and squats and just leaves, oh, and then just waddles back out again right out the uh, back door or however it's squeezed in. When an elephant starts squeezing too much, you know you got Soros. Speaking of Soros, everybody and their brother is worried about termites right now. There was that big piece in the uh, Herald the other day about those Formosan termites. They're as big as, uh, as eggplants, and they are ravenous, man. Once they get in, uh, they don't leave anything behind. So if you think you might have termites in your house or you know that you do, stop it right now before they chew your place to bits and your house, too. Call Ridded Pest Control for a free, no-obligation termite inspection. They'll come to your home just like George had them in there the other day. Now, what, did they find stuff, you said? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're going to set the house on fire. They're going to pour gasoline on it and set Good. it on fire. And then have like a ceremony in the backyard. That's right. Probably crucify your ass. Ridded Pest Control uses that amazing orange roll treatment that kills termites and the regs 100% on contact. In fact, they're gone faster than you can say Todd Rex an idiot. If you have termites, it's the best possible way to get rid of them. You don't have to tent your house, which uh, I can't emphasize enough how unseemly that is. It's so embarrassing. It's like sending a message. Stay out of this neighborhood. It's contaminated. You don't have to worry about poisonous gas. No moving out or staying in hotels or motels like a stepchild for days and weeks at a time. No worry about food or pets in your health, even if your pets are like in an urn on the fireplace. They treat your home with this amazing orange oil. You don't have to leave it all. In fact, when the folks at Ridded Pest Control are done treating your property, the only thing left behind is a clean set of oranges for just a few days. It's true. If you have a termite problem, call Ridded Pest Control right now and find out about this amazing orange oil treatment that kills termites and their eggs 100% on contact. No tending, no BS. No kidding. Call right now for a free, no obligation inspection. They'll check it out for you. Call 1-800-447-4348. That's 1-800-447-4348. When you call, be sure and tell them that Greg Reed told you to call. 1-800-447-4348. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. Hey, you bastard. Somebody QAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I think you guys are doing fire until you hire Joyce, the bitch. Oh, yeah. Put that, her on that's, the pole. That's a good choice. That's good. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Pally. Excellent. How could we forget that bitch? 
Let's see. Things started going in the toilet queue when uh, the Beasley, when they hired Joyce. That's all you need to put. They hired Joyce. That She will go zooming past everybody like they're in reverse. Is there any doubt? No. Bitch. Hateful bitch. Of course, she's, uh, you know, two doors away from Carol and Beasley. You know, she's sitting in there, well, I'm going to protect the license. Yeah, how come then you were the one who helped uh, put the stern on here and damn near lost the damn thing? How come she's not taking the fall for that? Huh? That's what I would like to know. When a corporate legal who has no background in radio whatsoever and is eminently and totally and thoroughly unqualified to be making any decisions about anything having to do with radio, much less owning one, when she's uh, in charge and calling the shots on this show, then you know we're in deep, deep elephant manure, man. You can smell it like drowning in a sea of it. You know how I keep talking about elephant manure this morning? Yes, we were. Because I think that's, uh, that's the general aroma that's going to put you in a coma. Thank God it's that time of the year, man. How did I last this far? Wow. Seems like only about 17 years since that last summer schedule. God. Speaking of all the good stuff, freedom's on the march in Iraq. Yeah, freedom's on the march. See, this just goes back to what I said before about the beheading, okay? The mainstream media, they won't tell you a damn thing about, you know, Michael Moore had to show you in uh, Fahrenheit 9-11, the uh, Chop Chop Square, they're beheading it right there in a public square, these barbarians. But, uh, you know, they won't show you that, but they'll show you the thing with Al Zarqawi uh, and Nicholas Berg and this and that. But it'd be, oh, he's a barbarian. Well, yeah, so are most of those people that were uh, in bed with, you know? The Bush family's in bed with them, those Bedouins. Freedom's on the march, and for the women of Iraq, the war is just beginning, says this article by Terry Judd in Basra. The women of Basra have disappeared. Three years after the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq, women's secular freedoms, once the envy of women all across the Middle East, have been snatched away because the militant, because militant Islam is rising across the country. What we've done is basically created another Iran. You know, for all the rumblings about Iran and uh, all of this other crap, we've just created another one, side by each. Across Iraq, a bloody and relentless oppression of women has taken hold. Many women had their heads shaved for refusing to wear a scarf and have been stoned in the street for wearing makeup. Others have been kidnapped and murdered for crimes that are being labeled simply as inappropriate behavior. The insurrection against the fragile and barely functioning state has left the country prey to extremists who, uh, whose notion of freedom doesn't extend to women. In the British-occupied South, where Maqtada al-Sadr's Mehdi army retains a stranglehold, women insist the situation is at its worst. Here, they're forced to live behind closed doors, only to emerge concealed behind scarves, hidden behind husbands and fathers. Unclean! Even wearing a pair of trousers is considered an act of defiance, punishable by... Yeah. Death. Oh. One Basra woman, known only as Dr. Kefaya, was working in the Women and Children's Hospital Unit at the City University when she started receiving threats from extremists. She defied them. Then one day, a man walked into the building, and guess what he did? I give up. Murdered her. Oh, God. Iman, uh, that's what she said. Iman Aziz, one of the first women to speak publicly about the danger, said, There were five people on the death list with Dr. Kefaya. They were threatened, if you continue working, you'll be killed, too. Many women are too afraid to complain, but fearful that their rights will be eroded for good. Some have taken the courageous step of speaking out. Dr. Kefaya was only one of many professional women murdered in recent months. Speaking to the British Independent newspaper near Sodom's old palace in the middle of Basra, Mrs. Aziz reeled off names of their other dead friends. Three of her university class members have been killed since the invasion, including a friend, Sheeta, and her sister. They were threatened. One day they returned to their house with two other women. They were all shot. Her language is chillingly perfunctory. And my friend Lubna, she was with her fiancé. They shot him in the arm. Then they killed her in front of him, she explained. Then uh, there were uh, two sisters who worked in the laundry at the Basra Palace base. With a shrug, she briefly detailed each life cut short. Murdered. Butchered. Under Sodom, women played little part in political life, but businesswomen and academics traveled the country unchallenged while their daughters mixed freely with male students at the university. Under that evil Sodom, that evil doer. Now, even the most emancipated woman feels cowed. Cowed, like those pictures yeah. you saw in the inquiry the other day? That's right. 
A television producer, Arij Al-Soltan, 27, now exiled, says, It is much worse for women in the South. I blame the British for not taking a strong stand. What do you know them Brits? Sajida Hanun Alabidi, body, booty, 37, like Mrs. Aziz, is now taken to wearing a headscarf, said, Women are being assassinated. We know the people behind it are saying we have a fatwa. These are not good women. They should be killed. They're unclean. Behind the wave of insurgent attacks, the violence against women who dare to challenge the Islamic orthodoxy is growing. Fatwas banning women from driving or being seen out alone are regularly issued. Infiltrated by militia, the police are unwilling or unable to crack down on the fundamentalists. Mrs. Alabedi said after the fall of the regime, the religious extremist parties came out of the streets and threatened women. Although the extremists are in the minority, they control powerful positions and they control Basra. To venture on the streets today without a male relative is to risk attack, humiliation, or kidnap. A journalist, Shatak Karim, said, I was driving my car one day when someone just crashed into me and drove me off the road. If a woman seen driving these days is, uh, is seen driving, it's considered a violation of men's rights. There is fear that Islamic law will become enshrined in new legislation, Mrs. Aziz said. In the Muslim religion, if a man dies, his money goes to a male member of the family. After the Iraq-Iran war, there were so many widows that Saddam changed the law so it would go to the women and children. Now they changed it back, so it only goes to the men. Mrs. Alabadi estimated that as many as 70% of women in Basra have been widowed by constant conflicts. You see widows on the streets begging at the intersections, begging like schleppers. Spare some change, mister? That's how they say it, you know, like Canadians. Spare some change, have a nice day, and cocks a hoist. They can't even use that altar boy line. No, they can't use that no more. Certainly not there. They definitely take them to Chop Chop Square. On the cat lake. And chop it. I'm thinking that's what we need to do, man, is just, uh, you know, they worked very well during the Crusades and the Inquisition. they got to start it up again. Turn everybody into, like, a good Catholic. You know, the Pope, Pope will help out. He's a Nazi. He can, you know, make them all in order they can't refuse. That's right. And we don't have to worry about no Muslims and Jews and atheists and agnostics and Buddhists and Scientologists, you know. You fairy. Stuff like that. <clears throat> that's what they need to do. Or do what I suggested yesterday and just nuke all the uh, Middle Eastern countries. Flatten them. And I realize that not all the extremists are in those countries, but it would kind of like, I would think, wouldn't it sound like a message? Yeah, like in Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Like, cut the crap or you're next. That, that's basically what we need to do. And then, then quit uh, having a whole world hanging like by tether hooks, whatever that means, uh, waiting to see if we're going to be alive or dead based on all these ancient hatreds, man. All these ancient religious and tribal hatreds. Good golly, Miss Molly. If you're a cigar smoker like to kick back with a good premium fat one and a cigar too, then Bahia Cigars by Tony Brahani is absolutely for you. These hard-to-find cigars are made with first-grade tobacco, processed and aged up to 10 years. Bahia is a real boutique cigar maker, and they specialize in small-batch hard-to-find tobacco. Bahia Gold, a flagship line, gets a 91 rating by Cigar Fishing Out of Cigar Insider, 9.1 rating by Schmoke Magazine. This rich-flavored, well-balanced, full-bodied Nicaraguan cigar has got earthy hints of dark roast coffee, chocolate, spice, and pepper flavors. Also try the Bahia Deseo. This one is the hottest release cigar in the last 10 months. Wait till you get a hold of one of these babies. Gets a high rating of 91 by Cigar Ficinato's Cigar Insider. The Deseo is a big, powerful, strong cigar, man. You'll be coughing and choking up a storm. You'll be gagging on it with complex notes of leather, earth, and pepper. The finish is long and full-bodied with additional spice and an order of charred wood. When you put one of these in your puss, you'll know you're a real man. Or... To receive 40% off on Bahia Cigars, be sure and tell them that Neil Rogers sent you. Save 40% off the regular cost if you call this toll-free number and mention my name. 1-800-35-BAHIA. That's 1-800-35-B-A-H-I-A. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QA. Back in, in the church. Ladies and gentlemen, if I could offer only one tip for the future, act strange and people will leave you alone. The rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. 
Put a slinky around your neck and try to walk downstairs backwards headfirst. Sit naked in a large bowl of Rice Krispies and sing Feelings while the colonels go snap, crackle, and pop. Go up to a ticket booth and try to stick your head through the hole where they say how much. Lick a stranger. Tell them you're from Bosnia and your country. It's a sign of respect. Take lots of pills. One of them might work. Occasionally ask a stranger if they've heard anything from Lewis. Be annoying. During an IRS audit, staple the guy's hand to his desk. Moon a funeral. Play go fetch with a seeing-eye dog while he's working. Run naked through a mall yelling, Killer bees! Killer bees! Say the word titty without smiling. Try to figure out who said Paulie Shore should star in movies. Don't be surprised if it's the same guy who said John Gacy should work with kids. Ask an old lady if you can carry her groceries and try to make a run for it. Disappear for great lengths of time. Try to touch your forehead with your tongue. It may not work, but many women will appreciate the effort. At a high school reunion, tell your old English teacher that your dog's still eating your homework. Ask Mark McGuire if he'll take a million dollars for one of his balls. Try to find the secret to Caratop's success. Understand your conception was an accident, that your parents got wasted and wanted a few more laughs before they passed out. Try not to lose your finger in your nose. Take up Bob Costas and toss him on the lawn next door. Go on a car trip with Bob Costas and force him to stay in his car seat. Try to dribble Bob Costas. Ask all your friends and family for forgiveness. Knowing you, you've done some crap that's really pissed them off. Wish no ill will to anyone, unless you don't like them. Then screw them, they're on their own. Realize anyone who says they're completely happy are completely full of crap. Ask a hell's angel if he's a woman, or has he always walked like that? Understand that there are bad people in the world, and you may just be one of them. Sniff an old lady. Imagine Gomer Pyle in a gay bar trying to get lucky. Do this without laughing. Find what's left of your innocence. Understand it, embrace it, protect it, and every so often, take it out for a nice nosh. Care enough not to care. Hum while you eat. Act strange, and people will leave you alone. Absolutely. It's 11.49, 11 till noon at QM. we got uh, the big O. Rock solid. Two to four at the NBA Finals in Dallas, where your heat got uh, roasted last night, 90 to 80. Isn't that the score? I think so. Yes. We haven't taken line nine. Josh is lying here in quite some time now. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. This is Neil from Pompano. Listen. On this, on this line, on line nine? Yeah, yeah. Why are you calling that line, Neil from Pompano? Um, well, you, you want to spice up the show, you're going to a meeting later. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going to any meeting. Well, this morning you said there was some kind of meeting or whatever. Yeah, not me. Yeah, I'm not involved. Yeah, I'm listen. coming down here for a meeting. I drive around all day. I've been listening to you for 25 years. I've been here 35 years. Oh, I'm so sorry. And 
Oh, man, you made me laugh one time. I, I, I had to pull off the road. Only once in 25 years? That ain't too good a batting error. No, time. you did five minutes of, of fart noises, and it just I had to pull off the road. Well, I'm sure glad you remember those, because you won't be hearing those no more. No, you can do it, Neil. I listen to Bob and Tom every morning because of you, and they, they say almost whatever they want. Now, let me ask you, do Bob, do Bob and Tom play fart noises? Bob and Tom mimic you. They say ponderous all the time. Really? No, nobody in the English language used the word ponderous but you. No, you know where that comes from? That comes from that Casey Kasem bit. Mm, yeah. Ponderous, man. Freaking ponder. Don't you remember that? In fact, I'm going to play that in a minute. Well, okay. anyway, they also used uh, what Soupy Sales used to say, uh, holy moly. Right. They used holy moly one. You what, you used it one day, and they used it the next day. See, they they, they love me, Bob and Tom. They, Everybody. They, yeah. yeah, they're from uh, Indianapolis up yeah, by where the hell you used to live and right. grew up and everything and everything. What you need to do is take the caller ID off the phone so the intellectuals aren't afraid to call you up because everybody thinks you're making a list, and everybody's scared to be on Neil Rogers' list. Oh, yeah, like we do caller ID on this show? Are you kidding me? You do, because when I... Get out of here. Oh, come on, if I block, if I do star 67, it doesn't go through. We don't even have caller ID on this system. Yeah, but the phone the company gave me doesn't allow my number to show, and it never, it says this, this party does... This party does not. So, so let me ask you: You were doing, you were doing good in the beginning, Neil, because I like Bob and Tom. But what, what does this have to do with anything? I want to spice up your show. I want to get it back. Okay, to well, call me next week and see if you can do it. Five six seven oh five. <laughs> he wants to spice up the show by telling yeah. me to take off the caller ID so the intellectuals will start calling. Right. We boy. don't want intellectuals, okay? I don't know what part First of that. First of all, there that aren't place. any. That's number one. He was all right. Uh, likes Bob and Tom. That's what we ought to have on in the morning. If it was me, you know what I would do? What would you do? Monday morning, I'd have Bob and Tom on in the morning, 6 to 10. I'd get that big O off of there. I'd stick his ass on there like uh, on the weekends like he used to be in Philly. He'd be fine for filling that sports crap, you know. And I'd have him on 6 to 10. We'd still be doing 10 to 2. And then I'd have Mad Dog on like 2 to 5. And I'd have Hank on 4 to 7 with a crossover hour with the two of them together, 4, which I suggested a long time ago. And that would be it, starting Monday. That's what I would do. I wouldn't keep Potchkin around like this. It's Today is the 9th of June, boys and girls. So if you wonder, you know, if you think I'm getting a little carried away with this whole business about QM going into crapper and, like, uh, falling apart, believe me, it's the farthest thing from what I want. Little did I ever re- I asked George before the show today, and, and he was, like, almost fell off the side of the chair. Yeah. How could anybody have ever envisioned, even, even with the sports nerd and the repetitious garbage over it, <laughs> and even with that stupid bunch of crap across the street that's only getting one and two shares? How could have anybody ever envisioned that this radio station could have ever had hours right in the daytime when the sun is shining and people are awake, where we have, like, not only one and two shares, forget about that, but numbers that start with a... Oh! Who could believe that? Like, between two and four. We ain't got no audience, no mo between two and four. Maybe that's because we got no mo. That's it. This is coming from the same general mangler that said, well, uh, we let him go early because we sure can't do any worse than that one share he was doing. Well, guess what? Surprise! Surprise! How does point five sound, man? As in, what's the point? So that's why we're taking this poll today to see if the audience can, uh, you know, which they can't. How's Joyce doing on this? Oh, she's got eight votes already. She's only been on there for like about four seconds. Yeah, the family knew. No, they know. They know that we're, uh, our hands are tied behind our back. This, that was a direct quote from your general mangler, man. They expect you to do a show with your hands tied behind your back and you can't say anything and can't even play fart sounds. And even it was he that told me, like on kids' shows, they play fart sounds. But we can't. Now, not that that's a big deal, but it's just, it's like a, it's a symptom of the disease. It's emblematic of just how far they've let this bitch go. Because she's got Carolyn Beasley's ear over there in Naples. And, oh, Carolyn, he's going to lose you. I'm here to protect you. Yeah. How come he didn't protect you back when you put Stern on the ear, bitch? You idiot. 
knowing in advance, a anybody knew that you couldn't put a show on here in South Florida for the obvious reason, you know. He, he wasn't on the air for three hours the very first day. Three hours when there were complaints filed with the FCC. That, that's true. That's a true story. That is a true story. Yes. Mm. And, that, and that, keep in mind, that's even with Duff sitting in there with his 84 dump buttons, drilling holes in that show like a piece of Swiss cheese. Excuse me? He was drilling it. <laughs> Why? What did I say? Nothing. Not... What did I do there? At least let me enjoy it. It was something good. I'm going to say Duff and drilling. I just, you know. Oh, I, I think see. it's funny. Oh, there you go again. You fairy. Everything with Duff always comes back to one place. Right, so, 767. <laughs> I've flown on many of those. They're okay. I prefer a nice big 747 myself. I remember when I knew nothing about airplanes. I, that was pretty embarrassing. Remember an IOD? No. Nope. I was talking about that Alitalia 747, what a small, crappy plane it was. It had nothing to do with the size of the plane. It was the way it was, like, configured. Now, of course, being the expert that I am. Anyway, 767 votes. Things started going in the toilet at QM when... Oh, there's Rob Marciano again looking. Take those clothes off, man. And nobody wants to see you with a suit and a tie on, you idiot. They want to see him naked. Joe Rose left, 133. You know how the uh, Russians have the naked the newscasters or weathercasters, whatever she is, on Russian TV? Right. So I've heard. Uh, see, if CNN had any brains, they really want to goose up the audience. Oh, yeah. Have some of these people on there naked, you know. Right. Like, uh, I'm trying yeah, to think of one. Yeah, which one, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, maybe Soleil Dad. She probably uh, well, yeah, when Forget she about what a bubblehead she is. Right. People want to see her naked. Yeah, when she was pregnant, that would have been a good time. No, I'm not talking about that. Not and Rob Marciano, people, would, uh, women would watch like crazy, and I would watch. Maybe on that headline news, they have that Robin, what's her name? Robin Williams? Yeah, that, that's it. Robin Seymour. Robin Seymour. Bobbin with Robin. Uh, things started going to the toilet when Joe Rose left 133 and Stern came on 123. Simultaneous 33% between the two of them. A third. A third of the audience get it. They know it. I hate this poll, 120, 15.5%. Well, you know what? We really don't care. I'm, I'm tired of those people. They hate everything. When Scott Farrell was... Uh, fi and you know what? Those are coming, like, from uh, management types. They're voting numerous times. Scott Farrell was fired 79 when Moe was let go 55. That's, that was the, oh, turning point. We went right in the tank when we said bye-bye, Moe. When they went all sports 51, long time ago, man, before we came on the scene. Don't blame us for that one. When Hank went to mornings, 44. Boy, that number sure is looking. 5.6% again. There it is. 56 again with a decimal in the wrong place. Although we only wish we had a 5.6 <laughs> in the morning, believe me. Or in the afternoon. Or overnight when we had the number starts with a zero. When Stern was taken off, 37. When Scott Farrell was hired, 33. That was a really good move. When Clarence became the PD, 23, with his little kitty core. Oh. When Joe Bell became GM, 19. When Neil came on, 17. That was the beginning of the end for the sports empire as we knew it. When they uh, hired Joyce, 11. See how she's climbing up there? She's going to pass me like I'm laying down. When Scruan got canned, 11. Uh, when the ticket came on here, only 10. Solamente 10. Soltanto 10. That's sad. Chris Moron left four. And when Greg Reed left, only only two. Only Greg and uh, what's her name? 11.58 at 5.60. WQM, the summer season is upon us, baby. It means it must be close to Father's Day. And guess what? A week from this Sunday, it is. So do something good for your father. Sunday, June 18, we all know what dads like to do on their big day, and when they're done doing that, before, after, and around it, they like to eat, too. It's time to call the Melting Pot and make a reservation for Father's Day. The Melting Pot is a fantastic, amazing fondue restaurant. There sure is. And it, oh, that's right. You got the Melting Pot there today. Oh, wow, yeah. I forgot about that got, almost. Got a big gob of horseradish going here. Mm. What did they bring in? All, all the meats, the shrimp, the lobster tails, the, uh, the various steaks. Scallops, oh, chicken breast, man. and all of and the dipping sauces. And you're dipping and dunking. Do they bring the desserts in, too, or not? No, not this time around. Oh, good. They rotate. Good, because your, your sugar will go like a ballistic. It'll be like up to 800 by 2 o'clock. cart me out of here as it is. Right. Cartman. 
The Melty Pot is a fondue restaurant addition to their famous cheese and chocolates. They serve up some serious meats like Josh and George are enjoying right now. Josh is quiet, you know, because he's probably got a lot of food in his mouth. I'm stalking the food. I'll be yeah, yeah, really waiting for it. You're stalking it. And the food, too. They serve up serious meats and fish for hungry dads like yours. Hearty entrees from center cut filet mignon to blackened shrimp, teriyaki sirloin, pork lobster, and more. I'm jealous. The melting pot definitely serves some serious food for serious appetites. Take it from me, nobody walks out of there hungry at the melting pot. You waddle out of there like you just had 18 meals with a big smile on your face. They have an award-winning wine list on top of all of this. And don't forget the melting pot's famous desserts. This is a piece of resistance. You won't be able to resist it. Just amazing dipping and dunking in that chocolate and the white chocolate, all your fruits. Guaranteed to put a big smile on Dad's face. He probably never dipped in anything that good in his life. So make that call today and invite Dad to dip into something different and delicious at the Melting Pot restaurant near you. Not just a meal, but a full four-course gift for Dad from you. And don't forget to tell him that old Neil sent you by. You'll find a Melting Pot in Kendall, Cooper City, North Miami Beach, Boca, Fort Lauderdale, and Coral Springs. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll need a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. See, when you come out of those up-tempo damn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but damn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a damn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a f***ing up-tempo record every time I do a damn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. It's a god last damn time. I want somebody who uses f***ing brain to not come out of a damn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and i got to talk about a f***ing dog dying. Well, this is f***ing ponderous, man. Ponderous, and ponderous. 104 at 560, there's your ponderous for you. Look at that, they were showing, uh, there's that soccer player from wherever he's from. From Germany, Costa Rica, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not They were just showing Berlin on there a second ago. You put it on there for you. They're just jammed up with the people from everywhere, all over the world. By the way, I want to thank Duff because normally Josh gets really uh, shafted because the food's all going on in here. Did you say when Duff comes in, Josh gets shafted? That's not exactly what I said, but so Duff is running the board so that Josh can actually get some of this food this time around. Well, I'll be damned. That was awfully sweet of him. Yes, it is. Hello, Neil. (laughs) 792 votes on the poll. We better get that baby cranked up, man. Better get that thing going if we're going to make it to a thousand. I mean, we got two hours to go. Yeah, there's all those people in Berlin. Look at that. I Boy, see them. I'll be there pretty soon. Wait for me. Uh. Mm. Oh my goodness! Look at that. Ultraviolet. It glows in the dark. That one. Hispanic high school students use drugs and attempt suicide at far higher rates than their white and black classmates. Says a new federal survey that has the experts somewhat perplexed. And you're trying to lay this off on the beaners again. Everything you don't like about Latinos, it's always the beaners. Yeah, they're the Latinos. No, they are not. Well, what do you mean they are Latinos? They're the ones that run around calling themselves Latinos. Yeah, what do you call yourself? Latin. 
the English word is well, Latin. Well, this is the Associated Press, okay? Yeah. What the hell do they know? It's not like uh, some Mexican expert, Vicente Fox, said this. Yeah. Chris, what or Hispanic will do nicely. More than 11% of all Latino students and 15% of Latino girls said they attempted suicide. According to More than 11% of all Latino students? According to the report issued yesterday by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the white and black rates were about 7.5%. Latinos also reported much higher rates of using cocaine, heroin, ecstasy, and methamphetamines. Their use of condoms was at lower rates than other population groups. Oh, no wonder they uh, reproduce like rabbits. Just like them Muslims. My God. We really don't understand this phenomenon as well as we should, said Dr. Glenn Flores of the Medical College of Wisconsin. The CD survey, SC survey of nearly 14,000 U.S. high school students has been conducted every other year since 1991. Questionnaires go to students in grades 9 through 12 in public and private high schools in all 50 states and D.C. Researchers got parental permission for each student to participate. Adolescents can't always be counted on to tell the truth about their sexual exploits, and of course neither can adults. Drug use or other risky behaviors, but officials took many steps to ensure accurate responses. They probably put like a meter on their, uh, you know. Participation was confidential. Kids were spaced apart when answering the questions. By the way, Joyce already hopped over me on a poll. Like I was in reverse, that bitch. You go, girl. That hateful, obnoxious, nasty sow. Participation was confidential. Kids were spaced apart when answering the questions. Teachers did not hover. And the questionnaire was designed so everyone would finish at the same time. The report contained some good news. Only 10% of high school students said they never or rarely wore a seatbelt while riding in a car. Uh, but the percentage of students said they had smoked in the last month rose slightly, 23%. Of course, it doesn't say what they smoked. Up from 22 in 2003. Also, there was no decline in the percentage of students said they had had sexual intercourse, which held steady at 47%, or in the percentage of sexually active students who said they used a condom, which was 63%. However, it's the first time in 14 years that condom use among sexually active high school students has not risen, said Martha Kempner, spokeswoman for the Sexuality uh, Information and Education as a bunch of perverts. It calls into question the federal government's investment in abstinence only until marriage programs, many of which openly discourage condom use, she said. Black students reported the most sexual activity. How do you like that? They got ants in their pants. Do you think that's what it is? Maybe they got that, that uh, huh? That must be it. The most, also, blacks reported the most TV watching and the highest use of video or computer games. White kids were the most frequent smokers and heavy drinkers, too, <laughs> and were worst about eating enough fruits and veggies. Not enough white fruits. But Hispanic students had other problems. About 36% of it. See, now it switched from Latinos to Hispanics. Just like, all of a sudden, man, they're like seamless. Seamlessly, we just went from Latinos to Hispanics. Mm-hmm. About 36% of Hispanics reported prolonged feelings of sadness or hopelessness, slightly higher than previous years. Whoa. In contrast, about 28.5% of black students reported such feelings, about the same as the two previous surveys, and about 26% of white students reported such feelings. I guess none of them work at QAM. In the category of drug use, one in eight Latino students, see, now we're back to Latino again, said they had done cocaine, one in ten had done ecstasy, one in 11 methamphetamines, and one in 28 heroin. The needle, Watson, quickly. Hispanics reported much higher rates of drug use in previous surveys, and that hasn't changed. See that? And we just switched mm-hmm. from Latino to Hispanics again. Right. Substance abuse is higher in Hispanic kids who are more at home with American culture. It's unclear why that is, they said, but we need to understand that better. Then we can learn how we can protect all of our youth. Right. I can explain it easily. What's that? Since Hispanic isn't a race, you just compare the colors, and you'll see it all add up. Well, what, what does that mean? Is that another shot at Beaners again? That's a shot at Indians. Probably a shot at Reekins. That's a shot at, at that Indians. Is. This is your shot at Reekins is what it is, and yeah. Indians. What, what do you got against the Indians now? Nothing. They're just different. Yeah, well, you don't. You know something? You don't know any Indians. I know plenty of Indians. No, do I'm the, not talking about Indians. Do the Indians, Indians? I'm talking about real Indians from India. Do the Indians in America have from problems? From India. I know different? my Indians, man, because I'm in Toronto, baby. Native, Native Americans Indians have problems? Old, I don't do know they have Indians. issues? We got 800 votes. Yeah, they got issues, all right. So that's curry smell. There's some really, really hot-looking people from India, man, of all three sexes. 
But boy, some of them, if they, I go back to it again, if they were born in this hemisphere, they don't have that, well, I, I take that back. <laughs> no, seriously. No, listen to me. When you eat enough of anything, it gets into your, like, uh, uh -huh. skin. It gets into the pigment of your skin. Do you know how p strong curry is? No, I don't. Well, go down the hall. If he was still there, he'd go down the hall and sniff kid curry. Maybe that's why they had to get rid of his well, ass. Sure, I'm to smell like cocktail sauce. Before See, one I'm thing about there. Duff, man, he's a survivor. You know, he got stabbed in the back there, and he's still around. You know, he's out there outselling right. all those other stiffs. He's doing a job. He adapts. Of course, we still got the same old stale copy for Ollie, but that, that's, you know. That's the way it goes. We don't do copy at this station. We're hiring a great new copy person pretty soon. Not nah. 803 votes on the poll today. This is that's probably why Duff came in here, not to let Josh go. We he wanted to hear the poll. How about how about if we add on there since Duff got moved to sales? <laughs> huh? You no, want to put that on there? I think Duff's very happy in sales. Well, he ought to be. I tell you one thing. Right now is not to be the time to be involved in programming. I don't know about thing. that. You can, can't complain about our programming because we don't have any. It's the only station I ever worked at where they just take the names and put them on sheets of paper and toss them up out of a hat in the air. Whenever, whenever they come down on the ground, man, it's when they're on the air. Don't forget, we got the big O this afternoon. Rock solid. From Dallas. Boy, that's exciting. Okay, let's take a look at how that thing's shaping up. I'm just excited about Joy. She's climbing. She might even uh, hop over Joe Rose. Things started going in the toilet QM when Joe Rose left 135. Stern came on 124 when Muff was sitting in there with those 87 dump buttons and those nifty headsets on, the pink ones. I hate this job, this poll, 122. Scott Farrell was fired 80 when Moe was let go 57. And by the way, Clarence, oh, he's in a meeting, I forgot. Clarence, all the things that uh, Scott said to you on the phone, Farrell, I uh, second that emotion. Uh, when they went all sports, 54, when they dropped that great country music, man, I still say, let's put the country music back on AM and let's take over Kiss. We got the former GM of Kiss. Let's right. kiss it. Huh? I agree. Let's trade frequency. Like Bubba would say, let's kiss it. We could do so much with that. Right. On FM, with a real oh, yeah. signal, oh, 100,000 watts. Nice what are they, 99 Oh, oh, beauty. Uh, when they went all sports, 54. When Hank went to mornings, 50. Oh, boy. Uh, when Stern was taken off, 38. That's when we started really uh, dumping it. Scott Farrell was hired, 34. When uh, Clarence became PD, 23. When they hired Joyce, 22. Joyce is right on Clarence's ass now. I knew it. I knew the two of them were joined at the hip. Ever seen them together? No. Same person. When Joe Bell became GM, 19. When Neil came on the year, 17. That was the beginning of the demise, I surmise. When the ticket came on here, Solamente Dose, only 12. When Scruan got canned, 11. Oh, I got a good line for that, but... Yeah, yeah. When... <laughs> it had something to do with can. When uh, Chris Moore on left four, and when Greg Reed left, only two. Greg and uh, somebody. I can only imagine what her name is. So that's uh, the way the poll's laying out. We've got 802. We better uh, hop on that. Get over 900 by the top of the hour so we don't have to feel like uh, worry about that thousand. Too much stress on that thing. Don't forget, join the QM Street team from 3 to 5 this afternoon and tomorrow with George from noon to 2 at the Marooni Used Car Sales event. Going on right now at Dolphin Stadium, PP Park, Joe Robbie Stadium. Stop by to win prizes and check out the My Display booth, both uh, booth from PubSet. Both booth. Hey, if you love boating, now wait a minute, am I doing the wrong spot? I'm doing the wrong spot. Well, here's another one of Duff's spots. You want to know how far ahead I'm getting to myself? Very. No, the reason I did that is because I'm a break ahead of myself. And by the way, I'm sure that Christian is a fine human being, but you know, you better tell, have some kind of, somebody better have a discussion with him about like separation. Because basically what he's going to have me doing is like the same spots back to back over and over again. I'm not even talking about with the other spot, just back to back. Ever do it back to back? Ask Duff. Exo Speaking of that, Exotica Miami Beach is fun and exciting venue for the public to purchase the hottest new products and services from the adult industry before they close it all down. Attention, men. Meet adult stars including Jenna Jameson. Correct them. 
And the Club Jenna Girls, Tara Patrick and others, take pictures you can brag about for your shop for something really sexy in the largest adult marketplace on the East Coast. Enjoy entertainment on stage with acts ranging from the comedic stylings of Ron Jeremy. <laughs> he is a panic. Just look at him. Just take a sniff to a 15-person male and female group grope performance. Enjoy hours of entertainment, burlesque, hot body contests, and lots more. Whatever way you decide to celebrate your sexiness, enjoy it with Exotica at the Miami Beach Convention Center. Promises to be a memorable experience. Go to their website with triple X's, three X's, ExoticaMiami.com. ExoticaMiami.com. Buy your tickets there, check out who's coming, and get info on the nightly after parties. It starts today and goes on through this Sunday, the 11th. This weekend, it's going on right now. Is it going on now, Duff? Yes. At the Miami Beach Convention Center, you must be 18 and over with valid ID and must not know muff. Exotica Miami Beach, a celebration of sexy. This is Neil Rogers. Wow. This is 560 QAM. Introducing the QAM box office. Presented by Burger King. Mm -hmm. This is a tasty burger. Every Tuesday, the QAM box office will open for your chance to win tickets to upcoming South Florida events. Thank God. The QAM box office on Sports Radio 560. It's awesome, baby. QAM. It's Friday, you bastard. Welcome to the World Cult Soccer Championships. I'm Toby Charles. And I'm Nigel Derby. Today's match pits the Scientologists of America against the French Realians. How do you rate this match, Nige? Well, it should be quite the contest. Celebrity Scientologists against a Raelian squad made up entirely of clones of soccer great Pele. Both teams have taken the field. The Scientologists will kick off. And we're underway. It's Ken Cruz passing to John Travolta, being marked closely by Pele number four. Pele number six has slipped. Ken Cruz is in the clear. And oh, what a lovely ball from Travolta. Cruz a touch to Patrick Tracy. Back to Cruz, he shoots. It's in the back of the net. The Scientologists take a quick one-year lead, and the Raelians, what, what is this? It appears, Toby, the Raelian team has, in true cult fashion, committed mass suicide. And the fans are loving it. Join us for our next match as the Southwestern Polygonists take on the Deadheads. Next time on the World Cult Soccer Championships. Cheerio! 20 past noon at 560 WQM. Happy Friday to you. I bet you everybody with a brain is out of town, unless they just absolutely have to be there. Right, like us. Right. Here's a fax from Jane, who obviously is doing uh, too much medication. <laughs> right. Or maybe not enough. She says, Dear Neil, last night on Penn & Teller's show, they took on religious nuts that claim condoms don't work. Jocelyn Elders was one of their guests promoting condom use. Any chance you can play that Volker Brian bit with Jocelyn? No. It would be right. a public service announcement. No. Yeah, right, Jane. As you wrote on the bottom. Yeah, right. That's I'm reading that. Like, that would explode <laughs> the radio station. We'd be, on, we'd be off the air before the bit ended. No, no question about that. Hi, this is Jocelyn Elders. That's, that's it. That's as much as we're playing. <laughs> there you go, Jane. No extra charge. Okay? Maniac. When you stop and think of all the stuff that we can't say and we can't play, and you see how they do it, and the public sits back, oh, well, you know, uh, shock radio, yeah, shock this, shock my ass. I'll go get the cattle shock con. I don't think we're going to make the 1,000 votes. You want to know why? Because the, the uh, level, it's like they're coming in like creeping now. It's set like in chunks. Hmm. 821. I mean, if we can get to 900 by the top of the hour, I think we got it licked. But I'm not but, too sure. Because, well, it's that time. It's the weekend, baby. The weekend in almost the middle of June already. You think anybody with a brain is hanging out in that in that godforsaken place? No. They've gone somewhere. They have gone somewhere. Just like me at two o'clock. You think I'm going to be sitting around here waiting the phone for the phone to ring so I can get a report from Norma about his uh, stellar lunch today with a blind leading the blind? You think I want to hear about that? No. The theme of a PG-rated film may itself call for parental guidance. States the online explanation of the rating system for movies by the Motion Picture Association of America. 
And they're crystal clear why it describes why its PG rating exists. It's a warning flag. There may be some profanity in these films. There may be some violence or brief nudity. The PG rating suggesting parental guidance is thus an alert for examination of a film by parents before deciding on its viewing by their children. Obviously, such a line is difficult to draw, it says. But disagreements are a given. The Christian movie makers behind a low-budget film called Facing the Giants. Well, that must be about Barry Bonds. Facing the Giants were stunned when the MPAA pinned a PG rating on their gentle movie about a burned-out, depressed football coach whose life on and off the field takes a miraculous turn for the better. Oh, don't tell me he found Jesus. What the Motion Picture Association said is that the movie contains strong thematic elements that might disturb some parents, said Chris Feuer, Vice President for Marketing at Provident Films, which is owned by Sony Pictures. Provident plans to open a film next fall in 380 theaters nationwide with the help of Samuel Goodwin, Goldwyn Films, which has worked with indie movies like The Squid and the Whale. Samuel Goldwyn. See, leave it to the Jews to prop up the Goyam. It happens every time. What, which thematic elements earned this squeaky clean movie its PG rating? Facing the Giants is too evangelistic. I think that's what we need to do, man. We need to start passing laws against religious nuts. I say let's outlaw religion for ten years. See how, see how right. things turn out. Let's give it an experiment, you know? Oh, it's easy. All you have to do is you can't take money for it. No, just just uh, if you find anybody, like, you know, off with their head. Anybody wants to squat down on that carpet, just yell at them and then chop their head off. I'm going to say it again. When I see a guy uh, kneeling on a carpet with his ass up in the air, I mean, you know, I don't need yeah. to go any... Yeah. It conjures up only one thing to me. Yay. The MPAA noted fewer tends to offer cryptic explanations for its ratings. In this case, she was told that it decided the movie was heavily laden with messages from one religion. How, how about, uh, what you call it? That probably had like, uh, what, what was that? The Passion of the Christ with all that violence in there probably had like PGZ. Uh, all of... I think it was rated R. Anyway, heavily laden with messages from one religion. This might offend people from other religions. It's important that they use the word proselytizing when they talked about giving this movie a PG. Good. It's kind of interesting that faith has joined the list of deadly sins that the MPAA board wants to warn parents to worry about. Overt Christian messages are woven throughout Facing the Giants, which isn't surprising since the film was co-written and co-produced by brothers Alex and Stephen Kendrick. I wonder if they're kind to Eddie Kendrick. He was on a poll the other day. Who are the associate pastors of media at Sherwood Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being in Albany? That's like being in Aintree. They're doing a lot of strange things up there in the woods. In addition to working with the megachurch's cable TV channel, they created a Sherwood Pictures Ministry, collecting private donations to fund a $25,000 movie called Flywheel about a wayward Christian used car salesman. We probably moved to Dakota. Facing the Giants cost $100,000 and resembles a fusion of the Book of Job and a, home, a homemade Hoosiers on perhaps a small school Friday night. I can't read this thing. Perhaps a small school Friday night lights blended with Billy Graham Evangelical Association movies that used to appear in some mainstream theaters. Sherwood Pictures used local volunteers as actors and extras backed by a small crew of tech professionals. The movie includes waves of answered prayers, a medical miracle, a mysterious silver-haired mystic who delivers a message from God, and a bench warmer who kicks a 51-yard field goal to win the big game when his handicapped father pulls himself out of a wheelchair and stuns under the goalpost to inspire his son's, his son's faith. Hallelujah. A prayer, a prayer-driven gust of wind out there, too, probably put the ball right between the uprights. How do you like that? See, if he would have just used that... That wooden shoe like Tom Dempsey did when he kicked that 61-yard uh, field goal. 63? Yeah, 63 I heard that goal. story. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Well, guess what? He wasn't no band leader. That was Tommy Dorsey, <laughs> not Tommy Dempsey. What do we got on the poll? And I'm getting a little bit, uh, 829, I'm getting a little bit concerned about this. We had too much pressure for Friday. We got too many things going on. We need to, like, squeeze and press. 830 now. 800 and... About 30, man. On the poll. And especially now that Joyce is on there. Oh, Joyce hopped over Clarence like he was laying down. It wouldn't be the first time. 
she is now she's moving into Pharrell when Pharrell was hired. She's just climbing up the list, man, climbing up that ladder relentlessly, fearlessly, like the relentless bitch that she is. Seriously, Bush wants to add somebody to the list of evildoers on the planet. That one right there, Joyce Fitch. Rhymes with beater with a switch. 26 past noon at 560 WQM. If you love boating and like it out there in the water and you otter, here's the deal. Buying a boat costs you a fortune, and then that's just the beginning where your headaches uh, start. Because you've got the maintenance to take care of, and then you've got to worry about hurricane season, all of this stuff. Forget about that. Get yourself a boat the smart way by calling Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT right now. Why would you want to pay all the expenses of buying a boat, owning a boat, when you can rent one totally hassle-free? Join the club at Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. You'll be amazed at just how easy they make it for you to enjoy the water. No docking costs, no expensive upkeep, no insurance, no hurricane preparation. And guess what, boys and girls, we're in hurricane season right now as I speak. When you have a boat from Club Nautico, it's totally stress-free and really affordable, too. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT. No getting the boat ready. In fact, you can go out there on the water and flip off a what's-her-name, Gloria Stefan. Club Nautico does, gets the boat ready for you and no cleaning up either because when you're done, come back into the dock, get off, walk away, and they clean it up and take care of everything else. It's that simple. Call Club Nautico, 1-800-BOAT-RENT, and get on the water right away. The easy way from unlimited boating to pay-as-you-go, from small boats to yacht charters and everything in between. All of these things. It's Club Nautico. Call 1-800-BOAT-RENT and let Club Nautico tailor a plan to fit your needs and your budget. Get on the water today, the hassle-free, the inexpensive way, by calling Club Nautico at 1-800-BOAT-RENT. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 562 QAM. Spread them and say cheese. say about guys who do karaoke in a bar? You fairy. 12.33, you want to hear the World Cup? No. Germany's leading Costa Rica 2-1, to one, man. Woo! They're almost at the halftime. Well, let's see, it's 6.30 at night in Germany. Is this exciting or what, huh? What? Football, that's F-U-T-B-O-L. Football. Yeah, football. Oh, it's exciting now. <laughs> Is it? Oh. I don't know. They just showed some uh, blonde player there on the sideline. I got emotional. 
Well, you know me. 840 votes on the poll, man. We better get, we got like 30 minutes to get to 900 so we don't have to sweat it out. See, actually, it might be interesting to go watch if they have like any good looking players, but most of them look like it was just butt ugly, man. And then, you know, they, after they score the goal, they take their shirts off. Put the clothes back on, okay, please. Oh, my God. Look like Ron Jeremy in heat. 843. Now, let's see. 30, uh, how, long do they, how long do they play? How long is each half? Like, I thought it was 30 minutes, isn't it? And then they You're have, asking like, me? Well, aren't you supposed to be the expert on, uh, on football? On suckers? And then they play, like, uh, extra time, injury time, or whatever they have. Whatever that crap is. Costa Rica. Did you hear that? That British accent. Costa Rica. Oh, God. They are so, so silly. With such bad teeth. And they're just, they're just kicking it around there at midfield, back and forth and forth and back. And, and the crowd is all screaming. They're all, they're all drunk as a skunk, man. They're like all plastered, stoned off their ass. That's why they're always getting into fights. I mean, why would anybody go and watch that, really, when you come right down to it? So I, I give up. You tell me. In fact, when a guy that called before about ponderous, if there's anything ponderous to me, it's soccer. Oh, brother. But I'll be there, baby. Let's see. Oh, here you go. This is a good one. Mm -hmm. I wonder who this is from. For your pool, you forgot to put the breakup of the worst team in the firing of Defoe. But you know why they had to get rid of Defoe, don't you? He was a... John Killer. Yeah. How do we want to put that? When The firing the, when... of the first team. How's that? No, that doesn't fit in. That's not the... It says... It's going to be a long time. Huh? When... They fired the first when oh, they broke oh. up the first team. When right. They, That's they broke up the first team. Let's at least get our grammar right, okay? For crying out loud. What's grandma got to do for with For your grammar, for your grammar. How's Joyce doing? Is she hopping over anybody? Oh, she's right on Pharrell's ass now, man. <laughs> I told you she was relentless, didn't I? I'm going to hire a hitman for that bitch. I really am. Hey, Joyce, next time you start your car, it might be the last time. It's not a threat. It's just uh, something to think about. She just hopped over uh, Clarence, and uh, she's only two votes behind when Pharrell was uh, high. In fact, let's see, 36? Uh, yeah, she just tied. She just uh, moving over him. Now she's right on Stern being taken off on Howard's ass. Oh, speaking of bad news, the U.S. House, and this again is your Republicans at work again in Congress and your president, the fascist regime. The U.S. House of Representatives definitively rejected the concept of net neutrality yesterday and dealt a bitter blow to Internet companies like Amazon.com, eBay, and Google that it engaged in a last-minute campaign to support it. By a 269 to 152 vote that fell largely along party lines, the House Republican leadership mustered enough votes to reject a Democrat-backed amendment that would have enshrined stiff net neutrality regulations in the federal law and prevented broadband providers from treating some Internet sites differently from others. It would have, but it didn't happen. Of the 421 House members who participated in the vote that took place around 6.30 last night, the vast majority of net neutrality supporters were Democrats. Republicans represented most of the opposition. And you want to know why? Because it has to do with free speech. It has to do with free speech as opposed to big business, okay? That's all the Republicans know about is big business. So like that idiot that sent me that fax before that I put in the, uh, in the toilet? Yeah. I'm glad that he's making a lot of money. You know, he's, he's doing great. I'm real happy for him. Like the guy that called about Florida plunder loot that time. Remember, he had a lot of stock. Right. And he's real happy. Well, their stock is doing great. They make him. Well, I'm happy for you. Okay, you selfish bastard. You selfish greedy bastard. You know, mm -hmm. more tax cuts for the rich, and then the Democrats sit back, but it be like that, flapping their lip. Oh, speaking of crazy people going blah, 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 like that. Guess what? What? Well, before we do that, WQAM. Hello. Leo. Yes, sir. So what do you rather watch? A uh, nice golf game or a? Uh, uh... Yeah, okay, great. WQAM. Hello. QAM, I'd like to watch you play Russian roulette with a fully loaded gun. How's that, Pally? Hasta luego. I thought we'd get a couple of really interesting calls on there, but he wasn't one. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, how you doing? Okay, sir. The end of net neutrality is the end of freedom as we know it. I'm there telling you. Know. you, this is outrageous. 
Yeah. And it's never reported on the news. They don't talk about this stuff. I guess because uh, AOL and Comcast and Viacom, I guess they all—they're the network news. So yeah. I guess we'll never hear about it except for on your show. I appreciate it. Uh, We're finished, we'll man. We're finished. No more freedom. I guess we'll look up stuff and we'll get referred directly. As they to say the in Hell's Stinky, man, we're finished. And let me ask you one question. What are you going to do about it, you fairy? The chief of staff for U.S. Representative Catherine Harris in Washington has announced he's resigning. Oh, my God, poor Kathy. Do you hear about her plane? Holy crap. Duff isn't still in there, is he? No. no. Oh, good. So Josh must have eaten real fast. Don't eat too fast now, young man. Too fast? I just, I just came back in here. We got it down to a science point. Now, what was it that you said? Something about, uh, I'm trying to think of the way you worded that. That was very, very right on the edge. Who, George? Yeah, whatever he said about the Duff did to you, something, I don't know. He said he was relieving you or something. <laughs> That's right. Republican can't. Will you listen to me about this Catherine Harris story? People care about this bitch. They hate her almost as much as Joyce, but not quite. Almost as much as Man Coulter. I'll tell you one thing. Of all the women, the, the famous women, that would be a good poll sometime. Of all the famous women... In the universe, who do they hate the most? I would say Man Coulter. She's a contender. I mean, you know, Condoleezza is a contender. Right. And Catherine Harris is a contender. Absolutely, right. right. And Phyllis Shoefly, although they forget who she sure. was, she would be a contender. Right? Right. That's Oprah, Rosie. We haven't oh, done yeah, that. That's a good poll. Maybe for Monday. Don't let me forget about that. That's okay. right. You won't be there. Josh, don't let me forget about it. All right. Well, what's that got to do with it? I'll, I'll, I'll rather let me just leave. Hated women. <laughs> oh, you know, already it's going to go over big in South Florida. It's got the word hate in it. Mm-hmm. The Republican candidate for Senate, Kathy, uh, Kathy, has recently faced a series of staff resignations within her congressional and campaign staff. Fred Asbell. I remember in the movie Class of 44, remember they put a bell on his, um, remember that? Belfry? No, on his thing. But I never heard of a, a bell on your... Rectum. That's interesting. Fred Asbell, who's been with Harris's congressional <laughs> staff for about a year. Yeah, what's that on you hanging from your uh, pants? Oh, it's an Asbell. For when you're backing up. Now, now, don't be talking about Joe Bell that way. Is there a comma in there between Ass and Bell? Announced his resignation yesterday. Ass Bell said he's leaving to pursue opportunities in business, consulting, and development, but we'll do some consulting work with Harris's campaign. Kind of like Greg Reed, you know? He'll be doing some consulting, probably from, from a distance. You call that a consultant? Harris's spokesman, Jerry Fritz, yesterday called Ass Bell a true believer and said re resignations in congressional offices are routine on Capitol Hill. They're running away from her like she's got leprosy, man. And maybe she does. How, uh, Josh, I don't know, how long is, I forgot, how long is the half in soccer? I believe it's 90 minutes. Oh, 90 minutes. They've only played 36 30. I'm thinking that, uh, oh, that's right, you're right. See, I haven't watched the soccer, well, I never watched well, it. Well, you know, I, I don't, I'll look it up if you want, because I am, uh, I'm the father well, of you're right. soccer. You're right. You're right. Oh, look at that. Just high and wide. Missed by about 15 feet. They're in the yeah, 15 vision there. Yeah, Costa Rican fans. See, you people laugh at me when I tell you the Brits are constipated. Just hear it in their voices, man. You can hear it. Their side is still in this contest. And with two See that? I mean, this guy has had a BM in 15 years. I think it's hysterical. What? The way they talk. Uh, exactly. They're Crack constipated emotionally and physically and uh, psychologically. The Brits are constipated. It's that monarchy crap, man. You got millions of people bowing down to a queen. My God, I can see if the queen is like hey, oh God. that queen, but not like any other queen. Not Queen Elizabeth, that old toad. Didn't we just do? I just see. I I, I got news for you, man. I'm reaching the point. It's a real good thing that it's like I can hang on till next Friday. I'm just hanging on by my thumbnails because basically what we have a people in that radio station doing now. We got a bunch of people who are doing jobs that they have no idea how to do. And, and what we have is just a, a... Remember I told you a couple of weeks ago when I saw that Craig Mish was on on a Saturday on a schedule? We uh -huh. have a mishmash. A mishmash. And I think we're all going into the pits at the mosh pit, is what I'm thinking. So by the way, how's Michael Pitt doing? Is he on his last days or last legs? 
Let's see the front of that house again for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it really fit in, man. You've got to be stoned to watch that movie. Now you know it didn't help. Such a tall, gangling player. Awkward to mark, and he continues battling here, but he's trailing legs. He's so tall and gangly and uh, feminine. Hey, you know, the summer season is here, which means Father's Day can't be far around the corner, and it's a week from this Sunday. A week from uh, this Sunday. It's coming up June 18th, as a matter of fact. We all knew that dads love to have a big meal on uh, Father's Day, and so take that out at the melting pot and have a fantastic feast. Treat Dad to something really great. The Melting Pot is a fantastic fondue restaurant addition to their famous cheese and chocolates. They serve up some serious meats and fish for hungry dads like yours. So what did you guys, you all done now? We are. We just finished, as a matter of fact. John just left. Wow. wow. We had the shrimp, the steak, the chicken. You had the what? Chicken. Oh, of course, Josh is escorting the guy out, so he can't oh. say Tim. Hearty entrees from center cut filet mignon to black and seam, teriyaki sirloin, pork lobster, and more. The Melting Pot, I think I got that in here. Wait a minute. I'm pretty sure I, I, I think you do. Although, when... Uh, Josh gets back in his chair. No, no, I got it. From, uh, let's say it again. From See center em. cut filet to black and... See him. See him. <laughs> See him. See him. Okay, that's enough. See, he gets paid by the seam. Oh, no, he's out of control. Lobster and uh, lots more. And pork. Oh, boy. Kosher for Pesach. The melting pot definitely serves serious food for a serious appetite. So, trust me, Dad will really love the day that you take him to the melting pot. They have an award-winning wine list to boot. Give him a little uh, oyster shikard. And don't forget the Melting Pot's famous desserts, too. He'll be dipping and ducking uh, like never before. Guaranteed to put a smile on Dad's face. So call the Melting Pot nearby you and make a reservation today for a week from Sunday, next Sunday, June 18, for Father's Day. Treat Dad to a full four-course gift from you. And don't forget that old Neil sent you by. You'll find the pot in Coral Springs, Fort Lauderdale, Boca, North Miami Beach, Cooper City, and most prestigious, Kendall. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Just tell you one thing. You better start learning your soccer rules, Mister, because you uh, don't know them. Well, well, I mean, the duration of the match is 90 minutes, but it's divided in two 45-minute halves. Well, that's what I said. It is? No, but I said I just said 90. You're minutes. full of crap. Hey, that was right, and you know, I 50% right. The match lasts two equal periods of 45 minutes unless otherwise mutually agreed upon between the referee and the two participating teams. They're at the halftime now in the opening game of the World Cup, and Germany is leading Costa Rica two to one. And then, of course, they have extra time. And then the uh, halftime interval must not exceed 15 minutes. Because if they go in the locker room for more than 15 minutes, God only knows what's going to happen in there. All them sweaty, hot guys. So there you go. It's, uh, and then the, they had only one minute of extra time there. So it's, it's all done. Finito. The first half. It whipped up about that? Germany 2, Costa Rica 1. If there's a butt, I smell it. Crack them. She flew away to Tijuana where the moon is blue. The moon is blue. But with our right wing censorship, there are words that mustn't slip to truly tell you how I feel for Kate. So, if you see Kate in Tijuana, I'll see you in Tijuana too. Now if you see Kay, tell her I miss her each day. And the FCC won't let me sing this song I wrote today. Now if you see Kay, take her hand, gently say that after this transmission I'll be out in 90 days. Oh, if you see Kay in Tijuana, then I'll see you with Tijuana. Go, wanna go, I gotta see you with Tijuana too. 
49. I'm getting really dubious about that thousand votes, man. See, we took it for granted, and then you went out for uh, fondue. That's right. 866, man. We better start accelerating that number so we don't have to go through a whole uh, song and dance and get spilkies before 1 o'clock, before 2. 867. See, they're trickling in by the ones. And this poll ought to have like 5,000 votes on it already, shouldn't it? You'd think. This crap about we hate this poll. What is wrong with you people, man? When do you start going to get your priorities in order? I mean, what's more important? You know, some stupid-ass war around the world and all these crazy Muslims blowing up the world? Or uh, WQAM, huh? That's the problem. Things started going in the toilet of the QM when Joe Rose left, 141. Stern came on, 132. Simultaneous, side by each. I hate this poll, 127. Well, at least that's under 15% now. When Scott Farrell was fired at 81. They, when they went all sports, 60. Well, you're doing pretty well with that choice. When Moe was let go, 59. See? They miss him. They miss all mm-hmm. that stimulus that was going on when he was around. And source. That's right. It's like when you have a gigantic tumor on him, and all of a sudden it disappears and you miss it. Hank went to mornings, 55. That's, uh, wow. When Stern was taken off the year, 42. When they hired Joyce, 38. She just hopped over for El being uh, hired. And she's run on Stern's ass. When they hired Joyce, 38. When Scott Farrell was fired, 30, hired, 36. When Clarence became PD, 24. When Joe Bell became GM, 19. When Neil came on the year, 18. That was the kiss of death. When the ticket came on the year, a Tracy. Remember Tracy of Love? Out of Classics 4? No. 13. Uh, they're not, they're, they're no impact. Because that's not our show anyway, you know. But we're talking about the whole station. When Scoran got canned, 11. When she got nailed in the parking lot. Chris Moron left four when Greg Reed left four, and when they broke up the first team, just went on there. It's got three already, 867. Because they really miss Defoe, the old... Although he wants badly to come back, and we don't want him. We don't want you, Defoe. Traces of love by the Classic Sport. You know, I want to say it again, because, um... I mean, you know, I'm supposed to be an old fuddy-duddy, but when you, like, transfer from your iTunes into your iPod, mm-hmm. when you just plug the iPod in and start floating all them songs... Oh, what a nice talk-up that was. Very nice. Was. Uh... And, and, and like there's like two songs in a second. You see those, right. those little, those tiny little like smiley face uh, icons right. on there, and they bump, 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 bump like that, and they just disappear because all the songs. Mm-hmm. Are, in a half a second, it's downloading the whole song. It's like magic. It, it is like magic. It's like when we play those those Godfather drop-ins on the show. It's it's like magic. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Kind of like that. So let's uh, lean on that pull on NeilRogers.com so we don't have to like worry about stuff like that. And let's get a whole bunch of really good calls in before 2 o'clock when we start that yeah. crap again. I can't even believe even Dave asked me about that. See, he assumes that we get swept up into that uh, shack and heat. Fa- I don't care. I'm not going to pretend to care. If they win, great. More power to him. Pat Riley's a good guy. Uh, you know, Mickey Harrison, though, I can't stand. So, like I said, they should only lose four straight. See, I, I really never, until that moment, I never really gave it much thought. But now. But now that I think about it, I mean, no, Pat Riley's okay. But Mickey Harrison, I don't want nothing to do with him. Him and his, uh, you know, dead daddy that took his $9 billion to Israel and all them damn cruise ship people that have helped keep casinos out of Florida all these years. Them and the people in the Bahamas and all the other uh, phony balonies. And, of course, all the Bible thumpers, all them phonies who turn out to be in bed with the Indians. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Uh, okay. I'm on top of it, yeah. Hey, I like the World Cup. That's the only soccer I watch. I'm really like a, you know, another sports fan. Well, who do you like? Who do you, want, who do you think is going to win it this year, sir? Uh, it's going to be between Germany, which you're watching, and Brazil. Brazil. I don't know what to do. It's Friday, though. I'm happy. I'm going to Brazil! Brazil! 
para o Paulo. Andres
Not only that, but you also get free McAfee security tools included so you can rest assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. An annual savings of over 100 bucks for the security loan. So what are you waiting for? Start doing more faster than you ever could before with that old-fashioned stuff. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just twenty-four ninety-five a month for six months. And Dave, call 305-COMCAST and then 954-COMCAST. Don't forget, call for details today. Certain restrictions apply. This is Neil Rogers. Yes. This is 560 QAM. And when I'm up in Boca Tiga slapping old women with painted lips around the pool, I listen to the Neil Rogers 1 to 2 hours. I mean, I listen to the Neil Rogers Fair and Balance 1 to 2 hours. Real Taurus, baby. We got 888, which is a little bit more than 666, but we're not going to get to 1,000 if we don't hop on it. If we don't accelerate the pace. Boing. Boing what? Well, I played that sound effect, but I had to uh, shut this thing down because I spilled <laughs> melted because butter on what? it. Because of what? I spilled melted butter on it. Oh, no, you spilled melted butter on a board. Now, Josh, Josh Dare always said that you were a liar and a troublemaker. That's right. Yeah. It works. 890, 110 uh, votes we need in 55 minutes. That's exactly to a minute. 
So that's one every About 30, man. seconds. I mean, we ought to be able to do that. If but everybody's watching the World Cup, we can't compete with that. Germany and Costa Rica, man. Costa Rica. So you guys better hop on that thing. If you don't, uh, if we don't get to a thousand by two o'clock, we're going to play the audio, the uh, play-by-play, the World Cup every day next week. I don't want to threaten anybody, but if, if that's the uh, what we have to resort to, you know what I'm saying? I'll bring a pillow. So, there you go. In fact, I might just go back to it right now. That World Cup, although I think they're still. Well, no, they should be back uh, in the uh, second half, wouldn't you think? The field of play. That's a good hustling here from uh, Costa Rica in these early moments. From Costa Rica, yeah. Oh, my God. Them Brits. If I never see one again, it'll be too soon. With all the, you know, I know we got some British listeners out there, but you know what? Uh, you know it's true. 890 on there, man. At least if we get over the 900 hump. If we get over that hump, then you feel you got a shot, you know? It's like getting the first base. You can't get to the second base until you touch first base. You got to touch it first, right? 892. They're right. trickling them by the, by the twos, by the pairs. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless line on a singularly a desperate Friday. Boy, I can't believe this. Well, you know, first of all, thirty percent of the audience has gone out of town. It's the weekend. It's the summertime. Kids are out of school. They're gone. They've amused. Okay, forty percent of the audience is watching the World Cup, and another fifty percent of the audience ain't with us anymore. So that's only what one hundred and twenty percent. WQAM, hello. And twenty percent of the audience is making crank calls like that idiot. WQAM, hello. Neil, please. Yes, sir, speaking. Dirk Nowinski, I banged him. WQAM, hello. Yes, good afternoon, Neil. Probably got him confused with Dirk Diggler. Yes, sir. Yes, good afternoon. Uh, Dirk Diggler. I guess that this is uh, months now that Mr. Howard has departed uh, your station, and it seems as though you can't continue your show without badgering Mr. Howard. Mr. Howard? Yes, that's correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. And well, what, what, is that, that, well, what does that mean, badgering? He's, he's not even in town. How can he be badgered? He's in New York. No, because he has family members here in the community. And I'm, I'm, sure his fam- I'm, sure, I'm sure his family members aren't listening to the Neil Rogers no. show, okay? And, and I'm sure and that they must have a ritual to, life. Get out of here. Get lost. Mr. Take a hike. Yeah, probably his boyfriend. Without badgering his family members, okay? We'll do whatever the hell we want, okay? We don't need instructions from Mr. Howard or Mr. David or Mr. David Howard. David Howard was a driver, by the way. In Chicago. 567 Harness Racing. 5670560. Well, I'm telling you, man, talk about constipated. He made the Brits out animated, that guy. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, uh, I'm also a Mo fan. Yeah. And I want you to lay off of him, okay? No. No. They must be sitting around having like a little tea party or something. Wow. Maybe he's in town for the weekend. Uh, tea bag party. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Hey, Mo Line. I just wanted to pass on a website to you that I think you might like. Yes, sir. It's musicradio77.com. All right. I just uh, looked at that, and um, there's more jingles. You can actually kill a whole week with that if you just want some material there. And maybe that's what we'll do next week. If we don't get to 1,000 votes, they will play jingles all next week. Yeah, they have more. I know you were doing it last week with all the jingles, and uh, they have hundreds and hundreds of them there. Okay. All right, man. Thanks, Pally. Bye-bye. All the jingles all the time, man. In fact, maybe we've got some more jingles. Yeah, we sure spend a lot of time on Mo, don't we? A lot of time. Oh, yeah. New York Radio. That's the more boring than that. Five six seven oh five sixty. So all you people having your little uh, uh, party there at the condo, call in and uh, talk about how we're trashing Mo. I'm, I'm sorry, Mister. What was it, Mister Howard? Mister Howard, <laughs> you sir. <laughs> Oh, 902, we topped to the 900 mark, okay? You can just see it now. The Gautamer Spocha, they're sitting around with the radio cranked up so loud, they're getting good vibrations. So if we ever did stop talking about that one, it would be like, uh, <laughs> just like that. They'd be depressed. They wouldn't know what to bitch about. WQAM, hello. 
Not there. QAM, hello. QAM. Hi, um, Big Vinyl 5.9 is going to be broadcasting in Dawson game next year. Okay, well, we don't care. <coughs> we don't care. In addition to which, you're way over your quota, okay? Your quota is one call a year, and it's already like two in less than a week. So don't open the door when you hear like a little knock on the door. I wouldn't open it. It'll be one of our people coming to see your people. WQAM, hello. Neil Bond. Yes, sir. How you doing today, sir? Okay. I got to tell you, Neil, when you lose a great talent like Joe Rose and his callers, Richie from Borzett and Mark DeJesse. Oh, God, yeah. yeah you know that. Wow. Uh, oh, boy. They're all there, man. When did they They're, let them all out? Each and every one of them is out there. That's what killed it. In fact, I hope you're real proud of yourself, pal. You and your buddy there, you're the ones that killed the first team. You put them out of business. You'll, uh, you'll take that to your grave with you, just knowing, just having that guilty conscience of knowing that you and your selfish bastards that call every over and over and over again, you know? Just pathetic. And, of course, they're not to take all of the blame because the blame is on the other part, the people that put them on the air every day. I mean, at least we got, we got a lot of the same people every day, too, but they're on for like about a half a second. But that's one of the real kisses of death, man. It's a sure uh, sign. That thing, in fact, maybe that's why Joe's got that one share over there on the, across the street. Things didn't turn out all that the rosy for him either, as Rosie would say. Boy, this is really something. It's like a, it's like a loser reunion here all of a sudden. Richie from Boar's Head, right. and who's the other one? Blind Mark the Mike. Jets fan, and Blind Mike, and Mo and his uh, Gonspocha, Meshpocha right. there, whatever they are. And the guy going, err, was the guy with the eyes. It was? So didn't you hear him? He said, err. No, that was, that was John Kerry. Oh. You better start uh, getting your Munster people straightened out. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going, buddy? All right. Hey, I got a couple things I want to tell you about. Uh, I missed your show Monday, uh, but I want to let you know that the Beast, and they were, they were streaming the, the Miami Hurricanes baseball game Saturday night on NeilRogers.com. I wasn't uh, wasn't sure if you were aware of that fact or not. Well, why do we care about that on Saturday night? Well, yeah, I know. Well, we, don't, we don't mind that, except for the fact that then they probably uh, messed up the whole studio so that when George came in there on Monday morning, the studio was upside down and backward and all the settings were screwed up because they were in there with their UN crap with their baby carp. So thanks for telling us that. Of course, when we're on the air here doing the show, we can't get the streaming right half of the time, but when they got uh, Hurricane Baseball on there, baby, they got it on our website, probably just to piss us off. Like, like we really care at that hour. Right. 912 votes. I think we, I don't know, we need 88 in 48 minutes. That's, that's a little under two a minute. You think we can do it? Oh, you can do it. Think we, think we got a shot? We got an outside shot. Let's get a lot more of those Mo calls. Oh, that was really fast. You know, it's just out of nowhere, out of left field. Out, out of nowhere. Man, like they're all sitting around passing law around the Mogan David. WQAM, hello. Eating a stale matzah from last Pesach. QAM. That was him. Oh, yeah, you can tell by the smell. That was him. Of course, I didn't say who. 12 minutes after 1 at 5.60 QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 5.60 QAM. Goodbye, Katie Kirk. The one ever watched you it all. You had the grace to force a smile since you actually hated math. See, they said it would work. And for 15 years it did. Then you left for CBS for bigger contract and income gain. 
And at times it seems you had that face like that hour was passing when Never knowing he ate the bean dip when the chefs came in. Rackham. And with that her jubileeing, it didn't bother him. He's got the hot I stand in front of you now, two years later, and say it took me a little while. I'm a little slow learner, uh-huh. but Neil, I apologize. It's way deal. You are the truth. Absolutely. One eighteen. Uh, was that Mr. Howard? Mr. Howard, to you, dummy. Or was that Mr. Mo? That was the Mo Meister. Nine hundred and twenty-two votes on the poll. I don't know. This is going to take us right down to the uh, wire, man. This is going to be like a high wire act, like the flying Walendas. Oops. 923.77 votes short. And we got like 42 minutes. That, that's less than two a minute. You folks can do it. It's not a question of whether that's we can right. do it. It's whether you can do it. That's the question. How's that soccer match coming over there in the World Cup? That's what they're all oh, glued into. I forgot about that. We can compete with just about anything, but not that. Oh, it's still 2-1. to one. They played uh, 60 minutes. And there's Mike Wallace. He's not too happy with that German team. 920, uh, 923. They better start pouring in, man, like about three a minute at that rate, and then we'll take a deep breath. Nine tw- still 923. Are you refreshing it? Uh-oh. <sighs> I think we've maxed out. I think that's the audience. English only at Philly cheesesteak joint. Bistec con queso, not a Gino steaks in Philly. An English only ordering policy has thrust one of Philadelphia's best-known cheesesteak joints into na- the national immigration debate. Situated in a South Philly immigrant neighborhood, Gino's, which together with its chief rival, Pat King of Steaks, Pat's King of Steaks, forms the epicenter of an area described as ground zero for cheese steaks, has posted small signs telling customers, this is America when ordering speak English, speak it English. They don't know how lucky they are. All we're asking them to do is learn the English language. Said Gino's owner, Joseph Vento, 66, rocked out these people, but they've got to help themselves, too. Vento, his grandparents, struggled to learn English after immigrating from Sicilia in the 1920s, said he posted the sign about six months ago amid concerns over immigration reform. An increasing number of customers who couldn't order in English when they wanted Philly's gooey, greasy specialty, fried steak, sliced or chopped, in a long roll with cheese and fried onions. Mm. Of course, it's not as if native Philadelphians speak the King's English either. A Philadelphian might order a cheesesteak by saying something like, Yo, give me a cheesesteak with, you will use, with or with means with fried onions. To which the counterman might reply, Use want fries with that? <laughs> speak in English, all right? My God. Sounds like a bunch of greasers to me, a bunch of uh, guidos. The traditionally Italian community in Urginos has become more diverse over the decades. Immigrants from Asia and Latin America have moved in, joining longtime residents and young professionals seeking reasonably priced row houses. In the past 10 years, an estimated, uh-oh, an estimated 15 to 20,000 Mexican immigrants, many of them here illegally, community leaders say, have settled in South Philly. See, that's it's those beaners again. Bento said his staff is glad to help non-native speakers order in English and has never turned someone away because of a language barrier. But the policy has really upset a lot of people, said Brad Baldia of uh, Day Without an Immigrant, a coalition of immigrant groups. Oh, Day Without Immigrant is like a day with sunshine, isn't it? Right. right. For some people, I think we're just going to say, Le Gusta Pats. Juntos, a Hispanic neighborhood organization, said it plans to send people to Geno's to try to order in Spanish and may pursue court action depending on what happens. See a bunch of Ojan Provocateur Goyam. His grandparents encountered the same racism and the same xenophobia, said Peter Bloom, the group's director. Why would he begin that process all over again? Vento said he's gotten plenty of criticism and threats. One person told him they hoped one of his many neon signs flames out and burns the place down. But he said he plans to hold his ground, man. He's holding it. And the ground, too. Customers placing orders on a recent morning seemed unfazed. 
Angelica Marquez, 22, and originally from Puerto Rico, ordered in well-spoken English, but said some of her relatives struggle with language. They always come and just say, cheesesteak, Marquez says, adding the policy bothers her some, but not enough to keep her away. What's wrong with cheesesteak? Is that hard to say? Cheesesteaky? Huh? How is that hard no. is that to say, really, no, when you come right down? When a non-English-speaking customer showed up at the window a short time later, a clerk patiently coached them through the process. Eventually, both said, cheesesteak. They both said, beefsteak con queso. Maybe comes out, cheesesteak. No. How about a she-steak? Vent away, short, up. fiery man with a ninth-grade education, arms covered in tattoos and large diamond ring in his ear, also sells freedom fries to protest France's opposition. Oh, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Wow. He rails against Mumia Abu-Jamal, the black man who was convicted of killing police officer Daniel Faulkner in 81, has become a cause celeb among some death penalty opponents. Memorials to Faulkner are posted at his shop. Oh, bro. See, is this guy in politics or is he in the food business? That, that would be my question. Are you in the food business? You want to sell food? Or are we here to make a political statement? Those who market the city often using images of Geno's other famous steak shops are watching with concern. I certainly wouldn't want a national audience to think it represent all the wonderful cheesesteak makers in the whole city, said Merrill Levitz, president and chief executive of the Greater Philadelphia Tourism Marketing Corp. Levitz, what kind of a name is that? Oi! This isn't representative of the Philadelphia attitude. Competitors are seizing on the controversy. Tony Lukes issued a statement saying it welcomes all customers, whether or not they speak a wit of English. An acute way wit. And a manager at Pat's, Kathy Smith, said of Gino's English-only policy, that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard in my life. I'd rather listen to these Spanish than the foul language of the college students, those punks who are saying and all of that stuff, all of these things. How do you like that? In any language. Let's take a look at how we're doing here. Oh, there's the World Cup security now. Look at all those schleppers, man. Spectators' names and have embedded radio frequency chips. Yeah, I know that. I got, I got a ticket in the other room, as a matter of fact. I got one of our tickets for the World Cup. Not our. I'm, I'm not going. And it's got like a chip in it. It's got your shoe size and your name, and it's got embroidered in lace. 934 votes. What are you thinking? You thinking positive, negative? I'm thinking you can do it. I'm thinking, huh? You can do it! I don't know. Pretty touchy, man. Touch and go here. Bringing us right down to the wire on a Friday. 937. We need 63 votes in 36 minutes. That's damn near two votes a minute. And I think all the audience has voted twice already. Things started going in the toilet at QAM when Joe Rose left, 152. When Stern came on, 137. I hate this poll, 131. Well, that's under 14% now. Thanks, Scott. 13.9. When Scott Farrell was fired, 88. When they went all sports, 56, uh, 66. When Mo was let go. Now, is that Mr. Howard or Mr. David? Now, see, there are two different people. I get confused because there's the Mo Howard David character that voted right. Brian And, of course, there was always uh, him. When Mo was let go, uh, 62. When Hank went to morning, 61. When they fired Joyce, 47. Oh, she's, uh, she's right on Hank's ass now. Not the first time. When Stern was taken off, 43. When Scott Farrell was hired, 37. When Clarence became PD, 25. When Neil came on here, 21. That was the beginning of the end. Finito Benito. When Joe Bell became GM, 20. When they broke up the first team, 15. That's making a quick move all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Of course, you know who they probably blame it on. John Killer. Poor Mifo. When the ticket came on here, 13. Well, they sure made a big impact, didn't they? Not. When Scruan got canned, 12. When Greg Reed left, only 5. And I'm sure he's voted three times. And what's-her-name voted twice. And when Chris Moran left, Solamente Quattro. This is Speak in English now, man. Speak in Jumped in a taxi cab. I said, driver, Central Park. He looked at me so quizzically. I could tell he was in the dark. 
So I acted out my park charade, and with my arms the trees I made. Nobody speaks English anymore. <laughs> I went down to Miami Beach where the weather is nice and sunny. I walked into a liquor store, but the guy there talks real funny. I asked him for a pint of old Jim Beam. He says, no, at the end of what does that mean? Nobody speaks English anymore. At the corner deli. Hell, I think I'm in Pakistan. Speak English, Smelly. Or you can go back to Iran. I came here many years ago. Learned my ABCs. I don't say muchas gracias. I say pretty please. So get yourself to a classroom quick. You're in America now. Stop making me sick. Nobody speaks English anymore. I think it was we're up against it, man. 952 votes. We need 48 and 29. That's almost two a minute. I don't think we can do it. I think we're in uh, dire straits. Don't forget, join the QM Street team today from 3 to 5 this afternoon and tomorrow with George, with little George from noon to 2 at the... By the way, did you go in the other room and see what they were pochking around with? Uh, Dusted. Weren't doing anything. Huh? But the beast is sleeping yeah, in there. Yeah, uh, although the beast is passed out in the uh, the main studio. Is he really? Well, he probably farted in there and, like, cut the audio off for about three seconds in the last previous break. Join the QM Street team today, 3 to 5, and tomorrow with George from noon to 2 at the Marooni Used Car Sales event going on at Dolphin Stadium. Stop by to win prizes. Oh, man, have we got stuff to give away or what? And check out the My Display booth from PumpSet. All of this at Marooney uh, Used Car Sales event at PP Park. George will be there, and maybe he'll even let you look at his uh, collection. That's right. 952, man. This is, I, I don't know, it's been a long time since we had this kind of pressure, you know. 955, we're still alive. Let's get um, some mo calls on here. What do you say? Want to take some mo calls? Yeah, let's take some mo. 5670560, oh, pound 560, leave a rise and sing it a lines. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes. Speaking. Neil. Yes. Greg Reed destroyed the first team running 30 spots an hour. Yeah, and? Right, didn't he? Yeah, and? And not the band. He destroyed the station. He blew it up. Okay, well, he's uh, right down there in the bottom. He's he's on the bottom, which isn't the first time. He's on the very bottom of our pool. Since Greg Reed left, only five. Out of of, uh, 957 votes, only five are coming to his support. Even Chris Moron's got more votes. Even when he left, it was a bigger Simmons, a bigger problem than when Greg left. Yeah, he he may. I, I tell you, in, 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 what was it? Eight years. Eight years yeah. we worked under his leadership, and I use that term very loosely. He made more mistakes in those eight years than the previous six thousand years of broadcasting put together in the history of the subhuman race. And he still was there, you know, right at the very ass end until they finally said, "Oh, how'd you like to be a consultant?" And by the way, get the hell out. WQAM, hello. And if you wouldn't have had that uh, stock deal going, WQAM, hello. Buongiorno. Buongiorno, amico. How are you? Il amico mio, come stai? <laughs> bene, bene. Molto bene. Listen, uh, a couple of items. Bellissimo. Number one, number one uh, have you ever seen the Mexican-American uh, pro- propaganda mockumentary, A Day Without a Mexican? It's no. good. It's good. It's it's on the DVD, and uh, you can get it uh, from, like, wherever you get DVDs, The Day Without okay. a Mexican. I'll, uh, I'll, look at, I'll look at my DVDs, and I'll find it. You open the uh, harness racing can of worms. I want to bring up three names, and I want to make a shameless request. Yes, uh, Greg Wright. Greg Wright. Greg Wright and Greg Wright Jr. 
<laughs> Ray Remen. Ray Remen, right? And I saw I saw the last race of a, a horse with a great heart, Nero, who blew up along at Windsor Raceway. Oh boy! Uh, and Ray Remen, green and white man, green and white green silks. And white, exactly. I know them all, man. Uh, uh, I used to go to Windsor Raceway and uh, Hazel Park and all that a lot. Anyway, I'll be damned. And Jack uh, Riggs still lives, man. I think he's dead, Jack. Riggs. Really? No, I think wow. he's still. He's not still anyway. living anymore. Shameless request. Yes, sir. The 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 Shaq version of Danny and Jimmy. Okay, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Boy, you got a little emotional there at the end. Now, is this what he means? Yes, That's it. Yes, yes, Jack, man. Jack. 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 Shaq, 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 Rock, man. Look who's here. It's Shaq. Oh. It's Shaq. I don't care about any of you people. I just spend your money. Shaq. 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 One thirty-five. How about Harold McMillan and Harold Wellwood and Bill Wellwood and what about Malcolm Phillips? All right. Okay. Now let's see how many we got. You think we're going to make it? We got twenty-five minutes. I think we. Yeah. You know, we got an outside shot. It's a nine sixty-three. Oh yeah. We're starting to like catch up now. You know, when you get that quota, that quotient, uh, that ratio. You know what I'm saying? What do you say? I don't know. What do you lost him when he started talking about uh, Windsor Raceway? Huh? Five six seven oh five sixty. Next thing you'll be talking about Jerry Bookmeyer. And Pound 560 and Doug Hamilton on the uh, Verizon Singular Wireless Lines at YDM Spa. WQAM, hello. And Greg and Mark Rismore, hello. And it puts Lou Dobbs in the basket. Yeah, no, you're boring. You're boring before, you're boring today. you got no no material, man. That's all you say. And you say it in such a, a schlumpy way. Okay, get alive. Straighten up and live right, okay? My God. Go get yourself a new tailor. WQAM, hello. Taylor. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Yes, sir. Okay. A couple quick things. Uh, you might laugh at this, but to make room for <laughs> they, they pushed out Josh Friedman. So that could be when the station started to go down. Now, what do you mean they pushed out Josh Friedman? Josh Friedman never had a show. What are you talking about? No, I know, but the budget for him, they, they told Josh Friedman goodbye. And you know and something? That was one of the best moves they ever made. <laughs> and the other worst move, bringing Ira Winderman on for the Ira Winderman hour. That's awful. Oh, my God. He, uh, he, I think he owns the whole station. He's on like 26 hours a day. Oh, there's a lot you don't know about him. Ask around anybody in the sports business in town, what do you think of Ira, and you'll get an earful. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Ask anybody. Okay, I'll, I'll start. In fact, right after the show, I'm going to go out on the streets and ask. Hey, what do you think of Ira? Oh, they don't know who that is here. Wow. And that, that something? Oh, yeah, that's something. Well, I, but the, and of course, the more I say one thing, like about Geldy or Ira being on ADR, and now they got the end of the uh, heat thing going in the finals. Now we got so much Ira, we got Ira coming out of the pores in management there, middle level management. I wonder how that luncheon's going. You know, I want you to, with all the big bucks you're making now, you need to buy Norma a Blackberry or at least a text messaging uh, cell phone. Oh, yeah. You know, what? we wouldn't use it. I have people like that, and I'm sure you do too, that refuse oh, yeah. to be connected so that yeah. they can't be bothered. Yeah, I they have friends like bothered. that. I right. keep insisting that they should get a BlackBerry and probably also an iPod. And they're like, ah, but we, you know, I don't want to mention any names. Mm -hmm. 966 votes. We got 22 minutes for 34 votes. We're going to go right down to the wire, just like, just like affirmed in Alley in the Belmont in 1978.
Gee, I wish I could think of that Eddie Maple horse. I'm still, I can't believe I stumped Dave Johnson on it. Of course, he had so many, but he had one really outstanding horse, and like in a triple crown, he just uh, really, I don't remember what year that was. It was 100 years ago. 966. That guy's right. When we start, when he turned the keys to the kingdom over to Ira Windbag, that wasn't, we don't have to add that on there, but we so many mistakes in so little time, you know? So many, I'm not just talking about like, everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect, even us. But, I mean, so many grotesque, gigantic, incredible, uh, fall down on the floor and laugh your ass off mistakes. Like, how could anybody be that stupid, you know? Because mm -hmm. a famous philosopher from Boca once told me, there are a lot of things in his life that you can be. But the one thing you can't afford to be is stupid. That's right. Remember that? Nope. Yeah, you do. said you were stupid, too. That was Mr. Uh, Mr. Whatever his name was. Mr. Mole Man. WQAM. Hello. I think that was the boyfriend, by the way, who made that call. QAM. Not there. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Look, there's a rumor going around about uh, Ira and... Uh, yeah, okay, great. Well, you uh, keep spreading it. Well, right now, you notice how this is gone here? Yeah, today? no, I noticed it. We had, like, like we have little flurries, epidemic of uh, mo right, like somebody blew a whistle, Mr. Howard, and now we got an epidemic of. Uh, if you want to uh, spew some crap about Ira, go out in the street corner with a, a megaphone and spew it. Okay, spew it and do it, whatever you like. If he walked in and knocked on my door right now, I wouldn't have any idea who he is. I just know he's squeaky. Okay, squeaky clean. WQAM, hello. Probably Joel Feinberg's boyfriend calling. QAM, hello. Mo's a friend of mine, and I. Yeah, okay, good. I'm happy for you. Get some new friends. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Okay. Neil, I just, you First just of all, if Eddie he was a friend of yours, you wouldn't call him old. Eddie Maple. Yeah. I think the horse was Conquistador's Yellow. No. No? No, and that was a great horse, but that's not the one I was talking about. It was before that, earlier. And do you know who Eddie Maple lived next door to in Garden City? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Sammy, seriously, Neil. Sammy Iskowitz. No, Sammy Iskowitz. No, I don't. No. Susan Lucci. Really? Yeah, Susan Lucci and Eddie Maple were neighbors. No wonder his uh, racing career came to an end so abruptly. Okay, that's the bad news. Man. I like that, huh? Yeah. Susan Lucci, coochie, coochie. Don't tell that to uh, Freaky Carlos. Are Is she still there, by the way? Yes. Or as if I have to ask? Yes. Oh, no. That's bad news. Especially at Pride Week here now. It's Pride Week, you know. I better get out of town soon. Um, where, where the hell is the pull result? What's going on? Are they, like, overloading it now or something? Or what, what the hell happened? Where'd our poll go? Remember that song about the Supreme? No. Oh, there it is. It finally just popped back up. Well, that's because we got 973. We only 27 away. We got 19 minutes. It's like sliding into like eighth base. No this is Neil Rogers. Keep going on there, though. Hop on this it. Don't take nothing for granted, man. It's Friday, you bastard.
Man, we need 14 votes in 13 minutes. My God, if we can't do that, we might as well sign off right now and just keep going. You think? Okay. By the way, Mo Howard died on May 4th, 1975 in Los Angeles of lung cancer. Did you know that? Okay. Now no, you know. No, no, no. Mo Howard is dead. Today. That's the only one I know. 988. That's great. 12 votes in 12 minutes. My God, that's like falling off a log. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560 the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Don't forget, we got the big O. Rock solid. It is rock solid from Dallas at 2 this afternoon as we continue with our NBA Yenta. That's right. That's all that's going on in the whole world, man, is that. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. QAM gag line. Neil. Yes, sir. I'm telling you the truth. Ira is definitely. Okay, great. Well, I'm not interested. WQAM, hello. Call up uh, across the street and tell them. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. You want to hear the latest last month's promotion from the sales department? You got, like, marbles in your mouth or what? No. If, the, you, the, if you buy $2,500 worth of air time, you okay, get... Okay, good. Well, I'm real happy about it. I think the calls are all coming from inside the building now, aren't they? It sounds like that. That's what it sounds like to me. Ira is this, and this one is that, and our sales department is that. Yeah, we know all about it, okay? Just relax. Man, oh man, go in fact it's Friday afternoon. If this is the best you got on a Friday afternoon, I just do that Russian roulette. Fully loaded, baby. Can't miss. WQAM, hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Um last week you were talking about Kissinger and uh, the deal he was trying to make during the end of the Vietnam War. Yeah. They're old enough to remember that when they started the peace talks in Paris, they delayed for eight months because of the shape of the table. Yeah, that's you correct. Remember that? Yes. They couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't agree on the shape of the table. That's right. Right. One of the reasons, though, uh, nobody from the United States wanted to agree was because during that time, Defense Department contracts were structured that if the war ended with a peace conference, with a peace a treaty, or uh, some kind of agreement, anything in the pipeline wouldn't be paid for. And the GAO, that's public record, the GAO is the one that pours that through. And even Eugene McCartney, the peacenik, was fighting against it because he was the uh, senator from uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. And he represented Honeywell up there. Well, just remember one thing, as they say in Japan, man, Zion America. Just keep those two words in mind. You know what they say? 994, we got a lick, baby. We're going to do it. See, I told you, you were like so negative. That's right. And Josh kept making all those groaning sounds. It's probably because it's either one of two things. He ate too much food or maybe from when Duff was in there. Yeah, I think it was when Duff, when Duff came in there, kind of like backed into him. <laughs> Nine, Would you like to feel relaxed once again? Stop. 996 votes. Rectum. We got that thousand. I mean, now it's like just just uh, a formality. Don't you like when they say that? Just a formality. Going through the motion, it puts the motion in our casket. Just kind of like what Joe Bell is doing to us, him and Clarence, putting the putting our emotion in our casket. Kind of a fast motion, too. Things started going in the toilet at WQM when Joe Rose left, 159. When Stern came on, 143. Add those two together, you got over 30%. About 30, man. And you folks, that's your opinion. And I think you've been very uh, somewhat perspicacious. 
I hate this poll, 135. That's down to 13.5%. You know, uh, get with it. I mean, I'm so tired of those stupid-ass polls like, uh, what's the one we did yesterday? Scott Farrell was uh, fired 88. That was a bad mistake. When he went all sports, 70. Oh, my God. Let's bring back that country-kissing music. Can you believe that? They had an AM playing country and they had an FM playing country. No, it's hard to believe. No, not for the Beasleys, though, because that, that's their, uh, you know, it's Beasley country. Up there in the tree, up there in the, with a banjo. Hank went to mornings, 50, uh, 67. Oh, boy. How about when Moe was let go, 53? When they uh, fired, when they uh, hired Joyce, 58. Oh, I see. Moe's got 63. Oh, she's going to hop over Moe. He's dead anyway. Moe, Moe Howard. They hired Joyce, 58. When Stern was taken off, 46. She passed Howard like he was in uh, deep reverse, triple reverse, triple Salcow. Scott Farrell was hired, 37. When they broke up the first team, 27. And I think a lot of that we can play on the, put on the shoulders of John Killer. your buddy. We don't want you back, by the way, Defoe. Go away. We take your corn and go to Iowa. When Clarence became the first PD, 25. When Neil came on, 22. No doubt about it. I plead guilty. When Joe Bell became the GM, 20. I got him licked. When the ticket came on, still only 13. Only 13. Which means their audience voted, what, twice? When Scran got uh, canned, 12. Don't we miss her a lot? Huh? When Chris Moron left six, and Greg Reed is still on the bottom. He's like that trout on the bottom yogurt. He's got solamente uh, cinque. This is Neil Rogers. Ahoy! This is 560 QAM. Neil, God. The Middle Eastern world. Will be exploded, Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's going. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting at the right. Thousand seven votes, by the way, we did it. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, that Iraq has some. Weapons of mass destruction. Three thousand people killed are not forgotten. Let's exploit them instead. Hey, there's oil to be gotten. Going after Saddam to placate Osama. There's no longer mention of. The name Bin Laden, but no one seems concerned. All comfy and complacent, believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation. And the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. Oh my god. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. I'm dying over here. The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now, not the Ashcroft is saying. I have nothing to hide. Table talkers all are saying. Blind, obedient cattle don't have any reservation. Out of provoked battle and world annihilation. Old regimes must fall in Halliburton installed. With no objection at all. Democrats don't have the balls and the right wing is drilling it over and over into a brainwashed head. Right. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. 
Bye, bye, bye.